Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 98 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm sick and tired of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this sponsored by... Katie Neal. Thank you, Katie. Thank you, Katie. Butter, Katie. Now, Katie, I would have been like, you're welcome. (laughs) Today, we will be discussing Chapter 26 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, The Second Task. So make sure that you have read the chapter and you are ready to skip into the details. Before we begin, let's go to Megan for some weekly profit news. I like that verb. Skip? Yeah. Yeah. Skip. Skip rocks on a lake. Mm-hmm. Like yep, well. you can. <laughs> um, so the weekly profit for this week, I was gonna talk about the vans, but I know that you guys talked about that in this past Indeed weekend's did. episode. Wait, and can it's I just hear y'all's been opinions? talked about to death? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, we gave her opinion. I know, but like we didn't <laughs> discuss it with her. Is what I mean by that. Yeah. yeah. Briefly. I mean, yeah, briefly. I mean, I. I like some of them, but, like, the overall collection is just sort of disappointing. I remember whenever they released what they said was a sneak peek, which really ended up turning into the collection, I was like, oh, look, they're just showing us one of each design, but, like, all of the houses will get all of those. That's what I envisioned this Mm -hmm. being. Like, you're really wrong. Like, Hufflepuff didn't even get a checkered van. Yeah. Neither did Slytherin. (sighs) 
Yeah. Yeah, that's what's... But, okay, there should be at least for each house two designs. One specialty, like the Slytherin had, like, the snake. The snake skin. And, and then, then the Hufflepuff there had, be... like, the logo. Like, that's fine. Right. But then everybody should have gotten a checker. Checker. That's yeah. classic Vans. Nice and simple. I mean, that's not even uh, a lot of work for them. I know. Like, let's be real. Like, that's simple. Ugh. I don't Katie, know. I'm sad. If it makes you feel any better... Your shoes are my favorite out of everything. They're my <laughs> least favorite out of everything. What? I know. I I mean, luckily, I I really like the Slytherin ones, but I wish that they said Slytherin more. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah. I know they're it's Slytherin. It's cool to be subtle, but sometimes you yeah. want to be like, I'm Slytherin. But if right. I'm paying money for, like, a Harry Potter Vans collaboration shoe, like, I want it to be an obvious Harry Potter Vans collaboration shoe and, like... The Slytherin one doesn't scream that to me. It's cool, yeah. and I like it. I don't think I'll buy it, though. I was so excited. I'm like, Meg, when this comes out, I'm going to buy a she shoe. Was, and yeah. now I'm like, well, I guess not. <laughs> I think that if I were to buy a shoe, I would get the Daily Prophet or the Marauder's Map one. Which, yeah. like, to me yeah. is kind of disappointing, because, like, I was more excited about the house editions. Right. Yeah. yeah. And well, those I mean, ended up being the cooler ones, in my opinion. I said, uh... When we were talking about it on the episode that we recorded together, I'm like, I can't say that I was disappointed because I'm like, I always have extremely low expectations for my house. Yeah. So right. I'm like, and they were gray and blue, right? Yeah. 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 Which yeah. we knew, we knew yeah. going in because we saw it in the preview, but like literally having two pieces of merch that were Ravenclaw, like where Slytherin gets seven and um, Gryffindor has 11 pieces. Like you guys have backpacks. Yeah. There's hats. That's frustrating. <sighs> And even Hufflepuff, who's like, they're starting to get a lot more because of the new Fantastic Beast movies. They also only had two pieces of merch. Yeah. The thing that bothers me is that, like, Slytherin and Gryffindor have a ton of pieces of merch, but in my opinion, like, they all sucked anyway. So, like, Uh, the shirts... I kind of feel that way, too. And I was talking, I don't think I talked about this with you. The colors that they're going with with Gryffindor are not appealing to me. No, it's like, like they're changing. It's like the... ketchup and mustard almost. Yeah. yeah, it is like ketchup and mustard. Yeah, that is a really good way to put it. And I really, I wanted more of that deep red, like wine or maroonish kind mm. of. It's the color. same with the green. They're making it mm-hmm. like a bright green instead of like the darker green. Hufflepuff yeah. constantly goes between highlighter yellow and then like yeah. the correct like deep mustard yeah, yellow, which like is a deeper bright. yellow. Yeah. But, like, quit giving me whiplash and quit screwing all the Ravenclaws, all right? Right. And, like, the backpacks, wasn't impressed. Shirts, wasn't impressed. I did enjoy the Deathly Hallows items. Those, yeah. I liked the Death Eater shoes, actually. But I would never buy them. But, like, those were okay. People have a lot of feelings about the Death Eater shoes. Well, the Death Eater stuff in general, you know? Yeah. I mean, I probably would... It's also just not my, like, style. Like, Correct. out of all of the shoes, the ones that I would probably get would be the Hufflepuff style. I love mm-hmm. them. Um, but you would yeah. want them in your Well, right. and I'm not even going to bother spending my money on shoes. I probably won't wear a ton anyways. Yeah. And they're kind of, like, in my opinion, expensive. But I don't know how, many, oh, yeah. how much normal vans run, so. I think oh, that they're pretty perfect. comparable, to be honest. I don't think yeah. that they really raise the price because yeah. of the collaboration. That's just vans. Yeah. So I would probably get if I were to get a pair of shoes, um, the icons ones. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about those. Those are okay. So those, and then there's like a house shirt. um, Yeah, with the wands. Uh, hold on. I like the I like the cross. There's one shirt where it's like long sleeve and it has the um four, like the animals down the sleeve. That's kind of neat. 
and there's mm-hmm. one where it's like wands crossing that are like it's like a button down short sleeve that I think is cool. But like generally, Meg pointed that out. She's like the clothing seems kind of lazy. And I was like, yeah, the whole, yeah, the does. whole entire collaboration seems lazy to me. I think I mean going for, like simplistic. Compare it to a I'm Disney sure. collaboration that Vans did. Like those shoes were amazing. I don't know if you guys ever remembered seeing pictures of like the Buzz Lightyear and Woody shoes that they did. Oh my god, they were so cool. It like was the like the bottom said Andy. Come on. The, yeah, the bottom of the shoes said <laughs> Andy. And then they took like Buzz and Woody's outfits and created the outfits on the vans. So like Woody's checker shirt was like on there and then the top oh, part cool. that like came over with the laces was like his vest and mm-hmm. the bottom was brown like his pants or whatever. Like it, it was just it was really it was really well done and executed and like the fact that i know that they have the creative team to i mean look at vans they're a creative company how why why just why (laughs) why (laughs) um i mean i'll just point out that that you guys could design better shoes thank you sarah thank you so it's the um, crew that's got the wine colored sleeves in the gray chest and it's got like the how like h shield in the middle like i like that that's I like kind the of flip reminiscent of the Cursed Child sweatshirt you guys got. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But other than that, I mean, maybe the slip-on shoes with, like, all the houses on them. I don't know. I'm not going to personally purchase any of these things, but I will ask for them for Christmas. <laughs> I, yeah, I may ask for the Marauder's Map and the Deathly Ho- or the uh, Daily Prophet shoes. Yeah. Maybe. I just still want a pair of uh, slip-on Adidas. That's all I'm asking for. Oh my Sorry, Vans. She keeps asking for these shoes. Okay, well, anyway, let's go to the actual <laughs> weekly profit for this week. Um, so there is some new news about the Hagrid roller coaster. And guys, anytime there's new news about this roller coaster, I'm going to pull it because I'm so excited about it. Um, but Universal uses a virtual line for a handful of their rides. It's They haven't pushed it out to all of their rides yet, but they have it right now for the Jimmy Fallon ride, for Fast and Furious... And I think that that might be it. Yeah. Um, okay. But basically you download the Universal app and then once you're in the park, it will only work when you're in the park, which I like. You can then reserve a time to ride the attraction. Shut your face. So kind of like a fast pass? Yeah. Yeah. But a little different because you still don't. No, no. It's exactly the same. It's it just on an app. Pass. It's just <laughs> digital. Yeah. Yeah. But, what, but what's different about it compared to Disney's now is Disney's you can... You can schedule your fast passes 30 days in advance or 60 days in advance if you're staying on property. So at Universal, though, you have to be in the park day of in order to get it, which I kind of like because if we're there early in the morning, boom, I can get a time. And then you just go do other things until your time. And when we did Jimmy Fallon this way, literally walk on. I mean, we came up to it. They scanned our pass and we went on the ride. It's almost like the old... For anyone who is a the theme park nut, it's like the Disney. old the the old pa- Ugh. the old system of Disney, but digital. Yes, does that make sense? Which I love. Yeah, I really love. I loved the old fast pass system at Disney. I like the new one, but that's another conversation. But um, do you think we're going to be able to enjoy the queue though if we do this? You know what I mean. You know how I didn't get to enjoy the queue for Forbidden Journey. Yeah, I don't. That's know. That's a good point. Yeah, I don't uh, know if it'll because be because I wonder if it will be a separate. Well, if they make if they make everybody use the virtual line, then you'll probably just go through the regular queue. Yeah. And when you scan, once you're in there, you can take as long as you want to to get to the 
place that you like get on the attraction you know what i mean so as long as they let us go into like the normal line with the virtual line then i think that it'll be okay the only thing i'm worried about is like this coaster is going to be much more popular than jimmy fallon's ride ever was so while i'm saying yes with the virtual line for jimmy fallon we scanned and we walked on there's probably still going to be a wait with the virtual line even with this one because it's going to be so popular yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I think we'll still probably end up waiting 45 minutes with this, which I would be okay with because I think without this, a, we would hours. be looking at a four-hour wait. Worth yeah, that's it. a hard no for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not that I'm going, but I, I, 45 minutes I can do. Yeah. Like, I won't wait for anything over an hour. Yeah. Correct. Same. Um, are you guys going on Friday? Because you're coming in Thursday, aren't you? When are you in, trying to ride it? We're coming in Thursday... We're probably going to go to the parks both Thursday and Friday because yeah. Saturday. Do you want to try and ride it Thursday night? I think maybe we'll try and ride it once Thursday and once or twice Friday, depending. Because okay. I want to ride it at so least I'll, twice. So I'll be the once Thursday and then. You have to do it twice. You have to do it twice so you can ride it on the on the bike and in the sidecar. Okay, well, let's just see, see how, <laughs> how much vomit so, will happen. Well, I have uh, the non-drowsy Dramamine in my Amazon cart to order when I get home from vacation. Cool. And I'm going to try it riding to my hometown in the back seat because sometimes I'll get sick then. Oh, so I'm going to try it out and see what happens. But usually that, I don't remember if it worked for me on the ship because I felt so tired. So I don't even Well, you know. also stopped taking it. Yeah, but I don't remember how I felt like... If I was just tired or if I was still a little nauseous and tired when I was. I feel like you said you were just really tired, but I don't remember. Okay. Well, cross your fingers and say your prayers and send me the vibes. (laughs) (laughs) You guys all have fun. I think it'll... I'm thinking it'll work. But I don't... So on opening day, just for if there's anybody listening who is going to this attraction on opening day, lucky you, I'm jealous. But first of all... (laughs) um. Put on your sunscreen. (laughs) Yes. They may not be using the virtual line until the second day because the first day is just going to be so crazy that they're just going to kind of let it go and you're just going to wait in line. So don't expect to use this if you're going to go on opening day. It's probably going to start the the next day or two after that is when they'll start implementing the virtual line. But let me tell you, the virtual line is amazing. (laughs) It's amazing. That'll be fun. Yeah, I really, I really hope it works. You know? Yeah. Because we can, you know, get our time for that and then just go and enjoy, maybe even go on Forbidden, well, I don't know if Tiffany will go on Forbidden Journey, <laughs> but. Uh... <laughs> you guys have really high hopes for me, and I think it's really cute. <laughs> <laughs> we could go Honestly, walk around the shops love... in Hogsmeade. <laughs> well, get a see, the thing yeah, is, if the medicine works, I would love to go on that again and actually see the ride. Yeah, but I think I'm gonna be so nervous that I'm gonna bomb bomb. I mean, the ride's not that long though. Yeah, I wonder how busy it's gonna be because I mean it's summer anyways, and then that ride's opening. But I guess everyone's gonna want to ride Hagrid's ride. It's summer. It's a weekend. Well, Thursday and Friday should be okay. Saturday will be. Is August really that busy down there though? Yeah, you know what I mean. It really is. Is it? It it really is. Right. Whatever. June, June, July, August are the busiest months besides the week after christmas 
Do you know what I need, though? I need the park to shut down again and us to go to another park. Uh, yeah. That was call, call them up and be like, Swish and Flick would like to have Swish a Swish and Flick would like to do party. a private event. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And just have, like, a gigantic meetup. Can this happen? Yeah, be, <laughs> be like, if you charge people, then don't charge us. <laughs> we could do the Swishmas down there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. How cool would that That be? would be so cool. All right. Shall we move on? Yes. Silence. Yes. Anyone? Oh, I said, yeah, sorry. I said oh. <laughs> Katie, I'm looking at you. Can you see me? I can't see your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I literally can see you from your nose down. Yeah. <laughs> there you are. <laughs> 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 Alright, so last time Harry finally took Cedric's advice and he took a bath. Thank God, you know, teenage boys, they can get a little smelly. Oh my. Um, with help from Moaning Myrtle, he finally figures out the second task. Mer people in the lake, but how the heck is he supposed to breathe underwater for a whole hour? So he almost gets thrown out of Hogwarts for the umpteenth time, but Judy saves the day. But why did Harry see Barty Crouch on the Marauder's map snooping around Snape's office? <laughs> what are you doing at one in the morning, Mr. Crouch? <laughs> he's so good looking oh he is okay. david tennant yes he's no marty o'malley oh that's gross <laughs> are we ready mm-hmm. are we ready are we ready for this are you hanging on the edge of your seat <sighs> hermione isn't pleased that harry actually hasn't figured out what the um excellent clue he's had since november is. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> They've had some conversations over banishing cushions and flying flitwicks. Harry gets a letter from Sirius, and he tries for a long time to figure out how he's going to do this second task. So the night before the task, Hermione and Ron are whisked away from him and uh, from Harry. And I wonder why. Hmm. Hmm. What's going to happen? I don't know. And Harry still hasn't figured out what to do. Dobby helps him out literally in the last second, 15 minutes before he's supposed to be down at the task. And then whoosh, the champions are now underwater and Harry sees a whole new world, but he doesn't want to be a part of that world. He finds what was stolen (laughs) and also helps with Fleur's missing itemish, aka her sister. Harry, well, I didn't call her an item, you know what I mean? This is mean. Her hostage, and I don't like that they keep calling them that in this chapter. They're hostage. Um, Harry didn't fare well in the time department, but the fact that he saved two people gives him more points, and he ties for first with Mr. Cedric Diggory himself. And I said, uh, Harry then plans to buy Dobby all the socks ever made. That's very nice of you, Harry. That is nice of Harry. Oh, goodness. Where is your bell, Katie? I got it. You missed a two. Oh, Oh, sorry. (laughs) Fifteen. Oof. I'm kidding, but I'm not kidding, but I love you, so fine. Yeah, I guess I love you, too. What? Well, you're being very rude what? this morning. <laughs> That's vacation, Tiffany. Okay, rude. well, listen, I'm not the one that rolled over on some avocado toast. <laughs> some avocado toast. I got some avocados. Avocado toast. <laughs> that sounds like the kid Fresh avocado. <laughs> okay, here we go. Hermione is annoyed that Harry's um, lying about working on his egg. Like, straight up lying. 
And Harry has no time for this nonsense because he needs to tell her about Snape and Judy. But everyone is having way too much fun in class to bother paying attention to the trio. So for a half an hour, which is 30 minutes, 30 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, like, why are you saying it like that? 30 minutes. Sorry about it. Harry had been telling them about his castle adventure. Ron is very interested in hearing about Moody searching through Snape's office because I feel like anything that can get to Snape is something that's awesome in Ron's eyes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they don't know if Dumbledore asked him to do this, but uh, he's doing it anyways. And I said, nah, he's stealing. But it's a great thought to think that maybe Dumbledore was asking. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's thinking. Well, I think that's he put that in his head. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Just a lot of weird silence. Oh, I'm tired, man. Harry wasn't focusing on what he was doing with his wand and his cushion, mm. but belly flopped. And I liked that. So, I added that in my notes. Ron has the genius idea that Judy thinks Snape put Harry's name into the goblet because Judy said Snape is getting a second chance. And that's why he's allowed to stay at Hogwarts. Hermione dismisses this because of past events. But he's right that Snape is getting a second chance. Yeah, but she's also right being like, why would he try to, like, kill you when he tried to save you? You know what I mean? No, I know, but, like... They both right. Ron has... It's Rumbledore, you Yeah, Ron's got a good idea here. Yeah. No, he's thinking, and I, that's what I enjoy about that. You know what I'm saying? Hashtag. Well, I, I enjoy what he thinks. But Using your noggin. A lot of the times, he goes off of his emotions, and he goes very fast. But I feel like he's thinking about this thing. I also think that people forget that he is not dumb in Correct. the Correct. That's oh, why yeah, I'm going to find out geniuses. He ain't no dummy. Hermione's cushion no makes dummy. it perfectly <laughs> into the box that they are supposed to be placing them in quote. I don't care what Moody says, Hermione went on. Dumbledore's not stupid. He was right to trust Hagrid and Professor Lupin, Mm -hmm. even though loads of people wouldn't have given them jobs. So why shouldn't he be right about Snape, even if Snape is a bit evil? Ron said promptly. Come on, Hermione. Evil! 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 Do you know what that's from? Yeah, I'm so proud of you! Come on, Hermione, why are all these dark wizard catchers searching his office then? Hmm, lots to think. All of jelly. these dark wizard catchers, you mean one? Honestly, <laughs> I think, like, aside from, like, obviously stealing ingredients and stuff, I bet he did do some poking around, you know, because he hates him. For sure. Yeah. He hates him. Judy hates Snape, if you don't know who I'm talking about. I wonder if he's, like, looking to see, um,. Ooh, does he have anything that's like tying back to our Lord and Savior, Lord Voldemort? Lord V. Lord V. I bet he has a lot of for Voldemort and Valor stuff up in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she is. Then the question of Mr. Crouch comes up. Why is he pretending to be sick? And Ron points out that Hermione just doesn't like Crouch because, simply because of Winky. And she points out that he only wants Snape to be up to something. This it's like is... they're married already. <laughs> Honest oh, to God. Gosh. By the end Sarah, of it, she's very jealous that she gets a kiss on his cheek. But this right here. <laughs> Listen, I just want to know what Snape did with his first chance if he's on his second one. 
I mean, I'd like to know as well, said Harry grimly, and his cushion, to his very great surprise, flew straight across the room and landed neatly on top of Hermione's. I mean, it it does all have to do with him, you know? But like, yeah. Yeah. Like, just reading that coming out of Harry, I was like, oh! And think... Think about how just before he wasn't focused enough where his pillow flops, and now he's, like, <gasps> almost not even being able to, like, he's not even thinking about it, and it lands neatly, like, to his surprise. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's some deep-level stuff. Dude. Keeping his word to Sirius, he used a brown cow. owl. Nope. <laughs> not a cow. <laughs> how now, brown cow? Mr. Brown can who can you? <laughs> <laughs> Explaining... I'm sorry, an owl that night, explaining about Mr. Crouch breaking into Snape's office and the Judy and Snape conversation, as it will be known from now on. So now Harry had to focus on the real matter at hand, surviving underwater for an hour on the 24th of February. And coming from the chapter... 24, sorry, missed it. February month, missed it. I always... I have to spell February in my head. Feb. Woo, <laughs> Me too. I do that like Wednesday, Wednesday. Me too. Yeah. I'm an adult. Thursday, the third day. It's the third day. Monday, Wednesday, one day. Tuesday, Tuesday two Tuesday. days. Wednesday, Wednesday, one day. Thursday, Thursday, the third day. <laughs> Watch Friends. <laughs> so good. Um, I don't know if I said this before. Quoting from the chapter. Ron quite liked the idea of using the summoning charm again. Harry had explained about aqualungs, and Ron, <laughs> aqualungs mean like diving equipment, right? Yes. Yeah. Ron couldn't see why Harry shouldn't summon one from the nearest muggle town. Hermione squashed this plan by pointing <laughs> out that it is an unlikely event that Harry managed to learn how to operate an aqualung within the set limit of an hour. He was sure to be disqualified for breaking the international code of wizarding secrecy, it was too much to hope that no muggles would spot an aqualung zooming across the countryside to Hogwarts. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh my god. Just in a, in a tank. <laughs> oh god. Hermione says the solution for this is for Harry to transform himself into a submarine, but they haven't done human transformations yet. That is a sixth year lesson and it can go badly wrong and I said yeah definitely and Harry is not into the idea anyway someone else uses a badly transfiguration charm well shark you know I like I kind of feel like I kind of feel like this is foreshadowing to one way that they could have done it Mm-hmm. but, like, Harry's just not advanced to do that, but, like, Hermione's brain is on the right path, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but neither was Crumb, so... Crumb! Not true. Maybe he's just not good at transfiguration. Maybe he's just not good at magic and just good at flying, because I think that's probably oh. true. <laughs> that's fair. Whoa. Hmm? He strikes me as someone that would be good at, like... Maybe dueling and, um... Bad wizard stuff. <laughs> oh, no. I just I'm feel joking. like... He's not a bad wizard. Uh, what uh, other subject? What are, what are like, sporty people really good at? Like, he's a sport dude, you know what I mean? Like, all bronze, no brain. Not all sporty people are like that. <laughs> I'm just saying. But he seems more of, like, a brutish kind of dude. 
all brawn, no brains. You know what I mean? Not that he has no brains, obviously. He has some to talk okay, to Hermione about. Okay, talking in a circle. We know what you mean. Don't touch me. <laughs> don't touch me. Um, don't hit me. I'll hit me. I don't know. I was thinking, like, maybe charms. <clears throat> if he was good at charms, he would have come up with the bubblehead charm. Oh, Maybe they hadn't learned that. <laughs> Why didn't Harry or Hermione learn that? Hermione's good at stuff. Hermione? Because it's probably sixth year stuff. I well, also, like, what, like ninth year stuff. What do they learn at Durmstrang? Durmstrang. If, it, if it's not dark arts, they ain't learning it. I'm just saying. What if his education was messed up because of that? I guarantee you it was. Yeah, yeah for sure. What if, like... They don't know how to like, against the dark arts is just the dark arts. They don't have like herbology. They aren't planting no flowers. What they're doing is they're growing mandrakes. So they can what is wrong with you? <laughs> 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 You're out of here. Yeah. We're gonna move on. <laughs> oh man. Quote, yeah, I don't fancy walking around with a periscope sticking out of my head, said Harry. I suppose I could always attack someone in front of Moody. He might do it for me. (laughs) (laughs) Hermione is thinking that Harry's best bet is some kind of charm. See, girl smart. The trio searched and searched in the library at all their Mm -hmm. free times, lunches, evenings, weekends, no fun for them. Harry even got a note for the restricted section from McGee. And still, he found nothing that would enable him to breathe underwater for an hour. And so now he's starting to panic. And I said, like, seriously, rightfully so. This, like, water and I... Ugh, this would this would terrify me. Me too. Um, yeah. Yes. He was finding it difficult to concentrate in all of his classes. And I like this little ending quote for my section. Quote, the lake which Harry had always taken for granted as just another feature of the grounds drew his eyes whenever he was near a classroom window. A great iron gray mass of chilly water whose dark and icy depths were starting to seem as distant as the moon. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping (laughs) to the future. Meg's turn. What if it was Men in Black? (laughs) <laughs> uh. <laughs> I haven't seen either one of those movies in a long time, but I think it's more Space Jam than yeah, the other one. Oh wait, I was definitely thinking Space Jam. I said the wrong movie. Sorry. <laughs> Two completely different movies, <laughs> like, like wildly different. Well, no, I mean there's aliens, but yeah. See, there's aliens. There's aliens. Oh, um. aliens. <laughs> I was going to agree with you, Tiffany, that this task would terrify me. Yeah. I... All right. So, <laughs> there was, at this point, Harry had two days left until the task. Um, and he was so nervous about it, he stopped eating. <laughs> I can't, um, I can't ever imagine doing this because I love food so much. But I have been nervous once in my life so bad that I couldn't eat. And if I can't eat, you know something's happening. You know I've, something's going down. <laughs> it's only happened to me once, too. Yeah, but it's a bad feeling. Because yeah. you feel sick. And mm-hmm. you're just like, if I eat something, I literally am just going to be sick. Um, so he 
is at, he's there in the Great Hall, and he gets an owl back from Sirius, but it's literally the shortest letter he's ever gotten from Sirius, and it just says, send date of next Hogsmeade weekend by return owl. Um, and Hermione tells him that it's the weekend after next, but Harry is so upset with himself for not having asked Sirius for any advice on how to survive being underwater for an hour because he was way too focused about telling him all about Snape and Judy. So after, um, breakfast, they head down to Care of Magical Creatures, and ever since Hagrid came back, he just kind of continued on with Professor Grubbly Plank's, um, lessons with the unicorns, and anyway, there's only two scroots left, so what are they going to do with them? <laughs> so, uh, today... Do you think the scroots died out, then? Like, because Hagrid created them? I bet And then all did. of a sudden they're just gone? Yeah, probably. Yeah, but there's a scroot in the uh, maze. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, I bet you these two, like, that's literally all that's left, period. And when they're gone, like, scroots are gone. Yeah. I mean, but you can always make more scroots. Illegally. Illegally. (laughs) Um, So today in class, they're studying two unicorn fowls, and they're... What? Oh, two. I'm like... (laughs) Um, They are pure... (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what are you saying? What? To? Oh, wait, it's not fowls either. It's foals. Sorry, I said that wrong. F O A L S. Foals. Two unicorns. They're not foals. birds. Yeah. They are pure gold when they're babies. Um, Pavardi and Lavender are just absolutely freaking out with delight. And even Pansy Parkinson is having a very hard time not showing that she's excited about this lesson. And let me tell you. It's, it's got to be pretty hard for Pansy to actually show some excitement emotion around a Hagrid lesson. True. Unicorns, obviously we know them to be pure white. However, like their progression of growing up. So when they're born, they're gold. Then they turn to silver at about two. <laughs> their horns come in around four. And then they don't go pure white until they're fully grown, which is about seven, which is... That's pretty sweet. Perfect. They're a little bit more trusting whenever they're young, and they don't mind boys too much. So I think that that is partially why they're using them, so that everybody can enjoy it instead of Professor Grumbly Plank's idea of having a white one. And only the girls can be by it. Yes. I just would like to point out to all my Hagrid haters out there, one, you're dumb. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> I didn't really mean that, but um, <laughs> talking about how you know you learn from Grubbly Plank that like they usually prefer a woman's touch and blah 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 blah. Don't talk bad about my Hagrid. He was able to catch two little baby ones, and I know they're more trusting and all that stuff. But like he w- he didn't catch he, them. They snuggled up to that's him. That's what I'm saying. Like oh. he's a mama bear. Yeah, he. I is. need a picture. And I love him. You guys. Somebody draw us an illustration of Hagrid and but the two, two baby golden unicorns snuggling into him in the forest. <gasps> like, even put a little old me in there. I would hate <laughs> it. <laughs> Bobby um, Barrett's now joined the podcast. Hey, Foz. Hey, Foz. So they're hey. feeding the babies sugar lumps. I want to do that. Yeah. I used to eat them. Dude, they're the best. <laughs> I Super did cubes. too. That's why you never shut up as a kid. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I was the same them. way. It's fine. Um. So then Hagrid asks Harry if he's okay, and then is basically the ultimate father figure. And I'm gonna read his little convo from the chapter. 
So he says, Harry, said Hagrid, clapping a massive hand on his shoulder so that Harry's knees buckled under its weight. I'd have been worried before I saw you take on that horntail, but I know now you can do anything you set your mind to. I'm not worried at all. You're going to be fine. Got your clue worked out, haven't you? Harry nodded. Oof. Harry? You know, like a liar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But even but it's as- like one of those things... You know that meme online where it's the guy that's sitting there. I don't. I don't think it's a guy. I think it's a dog sitting at the kitchen table drinking like coffee. And he's like, everything's fine, but everything's burning yes, around. Yes. That's Harry. That's yes. Harry. Everything's fine. I have the clue worked out. <laughs> Dude, someone draw that one too with Harry. <laughs> no, just take just take the already existing one and just put Photoshop, Photoshop yeah. Harry on it with the egg on the table instead oh of coffee. My god. Oh yes. my god. <laughs> yes. Like, do it in such a bad way where, like, you cut a square out and just stick it <laughs> Guys, I got this. I got this. <laughs> so Harry nodded, but even as he did so, an insane urge to confess that he didn't have any idea how to survive at the bottom of the lake for an hour came over him. He looked up at Hagrid. Perhaps he had to go into the lake sometimes to deal with the creatures in it. He looked after everything else on the grounds after all. You're going to win, Hagrid growled, patting Harry's shoulder again so that Harry actually felt himself sink a couple of of inches into the soft ground. I know it. I can feel it. You're going to win. So, I think that... Hold on. Is Hagrid a seer? (laughs) (laughs) You're a seer. He's a seer. We're all seers. Hey! Um... I also just wanted to point out that I always thought that it was, like, insanely insanely crazy that Hagrid like pushed Harry into the ground but after going to Scotland the ground is really soft there oh, so yeah. it's not as impressive as it used to be when I was younger oh <laughs> but he's also like a massive man you know what I mean I know I know I know I'm just like that's just it makes stuff. sense though yeah. Hagrid is a man like Spongebob like now that we're men he can do anything <laughs> now that we're men <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> I thought you had some lunch stuck on your face <laughs> we're men we can do anything not a woman we are invincible (laughs) so (laughs) harry felt awful he couldn't bring himself to wipe the happy confident smile off of haggard's face so he just smiled and went to pat the unicorns um so now it's the evening before the second task and harry literally feels like he's trapped in a nightmare and i feel so bad for him right now because like honestly and i've i've always thought this and i don't know if we've discussed this or not before but like i literally cannot believe that they wouldn't have found the bubblehead charm i can't either yes how would they not have found the hermione charm? how would hermione <laughs> not know about that charm maybe maybe they need wizards google or yeah, honestly, Google. <laughs> but maybe there's only one book on it, and Cedric took it out. Shouldn't maybe. Ooh. Ooh, what a true. jerk! He kept it because, like, we know that Hermione has read every single book in that library that five times before she even started at Hogwarts. Okay? Oh my god! <laughs> but honestly, shouldn't there be a spell like that you could do in the library that would bring you books on that given topic? I would think. Or do so. you think That'd they're awesome. like so old school? They're like no. I bet Madam Pence has a block against that so she doesn't lose her job because she's mean. True, that. Or it would Mm. cause more of a mess because so many books could be coming out at one time. You'd just be like walking and a book would hit you in the face because someone (laughs) 
summoned it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I will say, it, that makes me nervous, because, like, what if you damage the books? You can, I think a Reparo can only go so far. Yeah, true. <laughs> a Reparo can only go so far. I'm just saying. It's There's just... so many options for episode titles, <laughs> and only in part way into Megan's section. <laughs> I just like I don't know I was just always mind blown that like that they didn't find that and I feel like maybe Joe has touched on that before at one point I'm pretty sure that that's a question that was asked of her and like obviously I think the basic answer is well it wouldn't have played out the way that it did had he found it but to me like it just seems very odd that Hermione wouldn't have found that well also maybe she wanted to show like so we see both Fleur and Cedric use the bubblehead charm we see um Crumb do the bad transfiguration. Maybe they're like, there's another way. So yeah. here's another way that they could do it, showing you gillyweed. You know, uh, excuse me. Like <laughs> Neville is a little bit important. Dobby, Neville in the movies more so, like in this section. But you know, it's it's interesting. Maybe maybe it's just the fact that like like with transfiguration, they don't hit that until later. Mm-hmm. I mean. So bubblehead charm seems like kind of silly and simple, right? But that's literally creating oxygen for a long period of time. Right. So yeah, that does seem definitely... like pretty advanced magic that I've never thought of before. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just it just is still weird that they wouldn't come across it because it doesn't seem like some hidden piece of magic. Yeah. But again, right. it would not have played out it's, the way uh, it did. It's in the script. You know? It's in right. the script. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> some people suggest um the correct answer is obviously we don't know unless J.K. Rowling confirms something as to why they didn't find it. However, here are a number of plausible explanations. This person, this, so this is on Sci-Fi Stack Exchange. We pull stuff from here sometimes. It's just like a message board. Like so much, though. Yeah, I know. They have, a lot of people ask a lot of good questions on here. Um, yeah, agreed. So it says, my personal explanation, this person, not me, for this was that the charm was not intended to be used for underwater purposes, but rather a sort of comforting purpose, like filtering out smells or toxins in the air. So because they were searching specifically for, like, underwater things, maybe that's why they didn't come across it. Um, Breathing underwater maybe is an explanation... Breathing underwater maybe an explanation that experienced wizards such as Kakaroff or Madame Maxime may have... And may have thought of, but it was not possible for inexperienced kids, such as the trio, to right. think of that. Um, so I feel that there are a number of instances where Hermione fails to apply her knowledge and practical purposes. For instance, I think it's one of them is with fire and devil snare. We just need some wood. Are you right. a witch yeah. or not? Exactly. <laughs> Are you a witch or not? So, like, so sometimes her head is so stuck in books and, you know, schooling and that kind of stuff that sometimes she forgets about real world applications of what she knows. How many times have you been in a situation where you're you're really stressed out and the obvious answer is literally is right the in front last of you. thing you think of too. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then but later it's like on, so obvious right. you're like, how did I not think of that? Right. So okay. Uh, oftentimes I'll do that with conversations. You know what I mean? Where you know that you have like ammunition for lack of a better word. And it, like, doesn't come out. And then you go back and you sit down and you think of all of that. I do that with conversations a lot where I just forget, like, the things that I need to say or intended to say because, you know, their responses aren't what you, like, prepared for. So you have to go new things. But then I also think of people, like, in the emergency medical fields um, 
where like you have to think on your feet and people like that are so good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And fortunate, but unfortunately enough for me, like I've been involved in two like emergency situations. Like um, I saw a car crash and we helped with the people that were in it. And then a couple summers ago, we watched a car hit a horse and buggy and so we were on scene for that. Luckily, they were all fine. It was a miracle. I don't know how nobody died. But, like, in those situations, I was actually, like, weirdly calm and, like, did all the things that I knew would be okay because my sister worked um, in the ER. And it was just so weird. But then when I got in, like, the car afterwards, like, I had, like, a crash and, like, yes. like cry. Mm-hmm. I've heard of that, yeah. It's so weird. I can but like, like yeah and you know like some situations you're really good at like doing stuff and then some situations you're just like not and you're like oh man i wish i would have said xyz yeah yeah um, that's that that's how i feel like this <laughs> I, yeah. feel, I feel better about this now <laughs> yeah no i like this one and this is like basically saying the same thing but in a different way it says another alternative or you know speculation only is that the text says that they were looking for ways to survive without oxygen and as less experienced students, they may have been blinded by their first idea to the alternative idea of his bringing oxygen with him. Harry saying, well, why don't I just get aqua lungs? Well, that actually kind of was a good idea, right? Like, that's exactly yeah. what he should have done. But they're thinking, how do I survive without it? When in reality, yeah, right. they could have been thinking, how can I bring it with me? Right. So it, it could have just been how they were searching. They should you know? have pulled a SpongeBob so and put a pickle jar on their head. <laughs> You know? Or no, yes, Sandy. There's a I wonder, lot um, of SpongeBob references in this episode. <laughs> I wonder if if he had used a bubble charm, if he would have gotten as many points. True. You know, because yeah. he was a little ingenious using the gillyweed. Now, had he found it himself, might have been. We might have been a little bit more impressed. But yeah, um, the judges don't know how we got it. True. Cheating. They're all cheating. <laughs> Is it really cheating, though? Because he didn't go and ask Dobby to bring it to him. Dobby just brought it to him. And, like, would you turn it down? And, like, he didn't not look. You know what I mean? It's not like I just sat sat around with, like, his feet up being like, I'll figure it out in Harry Potter. Correct. He searched and searched and searched. I was going to say that. I was like, he didn't do a Harry Potter where he was just like... (laughs) I'm the chosen one. Laziness and then, boop, something happened. I can't die. Voldemort's got to kill me. Oh, my gosh. Honestly, though, what if he just lived his life that way? <laughs> it's just like, I'm gonna jump into this lake! <laughs> Swan dive! Ten Powder points dive. for Gary and his big old splash. <laughs> Cannonball! What, Katie? I don't remember what I said. <laughs> Cannonball? No, that was Sarah. Oh, I don't... <laughs> Uh, all right, but Our nonsense over here is clouding everyone's <laughs> judgment today. <laughs> anyway, so it wasn't without lack of trying, like we said. He did, you know, he they did try really hard to find something. But mm. anyway, so um, the evening before the second task, Harry felt like he was trapped in a nightmare. That's where I left off. <laughs> Even if he found something, he would have a hard time mastering it overnight because, again, they are still thinking. They're in their mindset right now. They're thinking charm, charm. I have to come up with a charm that I can do. Okay. Um, 
how could he let this happen? Why hadn't he got to work on the eggs clue sooner? Why had he ever let his mind wander in class? What if a teacher had once mentioned how to breathe underwater? Literally, this is, like, everyone's mind who's a procrastinator at the last moment. Like, why did Mm -hmm. I do this to myself? What was I thinking? Maybe the answer was said to me before, and I just, you know... And then you're gonna, like, I'm never going to do it again. And then you do it again. You're going to do it again. Yeah. (laughs) It's like that meme of that guy looking in the mirror, pointing at himself, and it goes, why are you like this? (laughs) 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 That's literally me. I asked myself that multiple times. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So the the trio is still in the library, and they are just tearing feverishly through books, page after page of spells, hidden behind massive piles of books. And Harry's getting excited anytime he even just sees the word water. So Ron, I think this is so Ron. He's just like, can't be done. That This is just it. There's no way. <laughs> <laughs> the closest thing that they found was the drought charm, which, tri- which dries up puddles and ponds. But that was not going to be powerful enough for the Black Lake, which is Dude, massive. can you imagine if you just drain the lake? <laughs> I mean, that would be hilarious. And there's all these people who <laughs> And then oh there's Crumb, who's, like, half shark, just, like... That's so mean. It'll <laughs> be fine. Just put it all back. Water backo. Where do... <laughs> water backo. <laughs> Where does it go if you suck up all the water? Into the air. Evaporate. Oh, it's gonna start to rain. rain. Yeah. It might. It's yeah. gonna have one little rain cloud over the lake, so uh-huh. all the water goes right back in. I am a little black rain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's exactly... I was thinking that same thing. Uh, honey tea. <laughs> um, so Ron is just like, it can't be done. And then Hermione insists there has to be something. They wouldn't set a task that's undoable, which is true. But Ron just tells Harry, you just got to go down to the lake tomorrow, stick your head in and yell at the mer people to give back whatever they took and see if they chuck it out. Best you can do, mate. <laughs> Ron. Uh, but at least he's positive. <laughs> At least he's just like, Harry, you do this, you're going to be embarrassed. I got you. I got you. I got you. I'm still your friend. (laughs) He could Um, go Starkers and, like, put the intention on him. There you go. go. (laughs) Um, So Hermione is just, you know, she's like, no, there has to be a way. She seemed to have taken the library's lack of useful information as a personal insult, (laughs) which is so true. Like, she was so mad about this. She Um, was. And then Harry's like, well, maybe I just should learn how to turn into a frog. And then... (laughs) I'm in for that. Yeah. But too bad you can't d- decide what animal you turn into, as Hermione oh will tell you. What Not if he was a frog you. with little glasses and a scar? Oh, my, oh my God. God. What if he was an aqua <laughs> lung? Green. An I aqua need another picture. Lung. Oh, my God. <laughs> what animal do you think he would turn into? Do you think he'd be a stag? In the Probably. water? <gasps> oh, no, my God. He's trying to become an oh. animagus. He'd be a little young stag with little nubs instead of horns yet. Oh, and then it would turn into... Oh, actual god. horns later oh my god yeah that's Extra it horns. <laughs> um <laughs> hermione is so tired though like she doesn't get that harry is just joking at this point and then she goes into this rant about all the reasons why that's a dumb idea and that it won't work um i do that sometimes where like people will say something and <laughs> right. i'm like okay well no. that's not actually true and they're like it was a joke and i'm like well it's wrong <laughs> <laughs> like, oh okay <laughs> This is why your theory and your joke is fundamentally wrong. (laughs) This is why your sense of humor is wrong. (laughs) I remember reading this part for the first time and, like, getting, seeing Hermione get so fed up 
with this i was just like oh my god like what is he gonna do this is the end he's not (laughs) she has no idea if she doesn't know what to do they're screwed but even hermione is like giving up at this point and she just goes oh this is no use who on earth wants to make their nose hair into ringlets (laughs) i just i would love to flip through a spell book and see everything that like oh my god you could do with magic you know what i mean i mean just imagine yeah. Literally anything. Yeah. Every time you guys say, can you imagine or whatever. Imagination? No, I think of Hamilton because it's like, forgiveness, can you imagine? Okay. It's part of one of my favorite songs because it's super sad. Is it part of your world? It's all part of my world. <laughs> Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? No. Would you think my collection's complete? No. Different movie. I've got plenty <laughs> of Harry Potter things. I've got lots of books and wands. And treats. <laughs> treats? Treats? Yeah, Fox chocolate frogs, three right. bots. <laughs> Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? I will stop singing so we can move on. So the podcast can be Never. No. I love how we're you all singing. I never stop singing? No, I said, wouldn't you think my Harry Potter collection is complete? No. Did I just say that too? Did you? Wouldn't you think... Did I? I don't know. We'll hear it later. Who has everything? You guys are weird. Can I go now? Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) I want all the Harry Potter things. I wish Ravenclaw colors were the correct ones. (laughs) That will never happen this lifetime. (laughs) I'll just go cry. Cry in my bed. Wondering why. Why they can't get them right. (laughs) Just go to Etsy. Those people got it right. Yeah. Shout out to Etsy. I'm sorry. You you can sing now. I mean. (laughs) (laughs) I have to sing my whole section? Oh, no. The whole thing. Like Harriet. I would like like Harriet number two to read your section. Oh, God. Harriet's sleeping. She needs her own name. Think about it. We'll call her Bertha. (laughs) I was going to call her Terriet. You know, Harriet too. No, I like Bertha. Bertha. No, not Bertha. Yeah, like Big Bertha. From it's Mario? From Mario, It could yeah, be Harry Big and Terry. I do like that. Terry? Yeah, Harry and Terry. I'm in. Harriet and Terry. We're best friends. We're buddies. We do things together. They drive in a chariot. Harriet is for <laughs> Harris, and Terriet is for Terwilliger. Oh my god. Oh. Fozzie is not impressed. Foz, sorry, that's just how it Foz. is. Fozington does anything a Fozington does. His does junior. he like you? No, he doesn't. Fozington. Spider pig. Spider pig does whatever a spider pig does. Which? Guys, um, did I just quote The Simpsons? You did. Ugh. Okay. And he calls him Harry Potter. <laughs> that's true. Katie, it ties you, in. You, you made it again. Thank you. Thank you. So, Fred and George show up in the middle of all this research, and they came for Ron and Hermione, because McGee wants them in her office, and apparently she was looking pretty grim about it. Uh-oh. So, Harry feels his stomach drop, because he's like, oh my god, are they in trouble? Because, I don't know, like, the teachers have noticed that they've been helping me too much. Um, but Hermione's like, it's alright, just, like, grab as many books as you can, we'll meet you in the common room. So, Harry. No, you- <laughs> no, you won't. Like a liar. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Harry stays there as long as he can until Madame, Madame Pence shoes him out when the library's closed. 
and he gets a bunch of books. He heads back to the common room. But best book title ever, Powers You Never Knew You Had and What to Do With Them Now That You've Wised Up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Harry's in the common room. Everyone's wishing him good luck. He can't even answer them. He just nods. He is in there alone close to midnight, still no Ron and Hermione. And he thinks, it's over. I can't do it. Gonna have to take Ron's advice and just (laughs) give up. Uh, But he imagines himself telling that to the judges. So, quote, he pictured Bagman's look of round-eyed surprise, Karkaroff's satisfied yellow-toothed smile. Where you at, Meg? Oh, sorry. Thank you. Uh, He could almost hear Fleur Delacour saying, I knew it. He is too young. He is only a little boy. And he saw Malfoy flashing his Potter Stinks badge at the front of the crowd. And then he sees Hagrid's crestfallen, disbelieving face. That's it. That does it. Oh, Hagrid. Oh, Hagrid. He gets up immediately. He goes and gets his invisibility cloak and he heads back to the library. And he decides he's going to stay up all night if he has to. So, like, just think of this respect he has for Hagrid. Like, he can't disappoint him. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That's so he's looking at everything. Hexes, charms, mer people, water monsters, or the undertow. I have to say, <laughs> I think that what he's doing now is probably the better approach than what they had been doing. Literally look at everything. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like everything that you think could be in there. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of just yeah. instead of just charms, instead of just you know things to do with oxygen and breathing underwater, like literally look at everything and be like, how can I apply this to this task? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's yeah. the way to do it. Yeah. I think they got too like they got tunnel vision. Too zoned almost. in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's one in the morning, two in the morning, and the only way he can keep himself going is just to keep thinking. It's in the next book. It's in the next book. Mm-hmm. It's in the next one. Poor kid tried so hard. I know. Like, he literally found this a task be... he wasn't qualified for. You I know. know. Like, this would yeah. have just, like, defeated me. Oh, it would have been awful. Yeah. I literally would have gone to bed and been like, whatever. I'm going to fail tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to jump in and be like, oop, can't do it. Yeah. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Yeah. I'm going to jump in the lake and swim around in laps and hope something comes to me. Just be like, Akio <laughs> missing o itemo. <laughs> Akio Ron. <laughs> Akio Weezy. Akio Weezy. Oh, Dobby. Uh, so he has a dream about that painting in the prefix bathroom with the mermaid, and she's laughing at him as he bobs like a cork in the water next to her rock. And she's holding his firebolt over his head, telling him to jump, come on and get it, and he's struggling not to sink. And she's poking him in the side with his broomstick, but it's actually Dobby poking him, trying to wake him up. So he wakes up suddenly, he's still in the library, his invisibility cloak had slipped off his head, so thank God Dobby found him and not someone like, oh my god, Harry Potter's decapitated! (laughs) (laughs) Um, Here's another funny book title, Where There's a Wand, There's a Way. I like that. I love, like, I just picture Joe sitting at her desk like, what ridiculous wizarding book can I come up with next? I feel like all the books in the wizarding world have, like, super, like, fun names. Fun titles. Yeah, Yeah, like... Like, jokey titles or, like, clever titles, you know? All of the books in the Harry Potter universe are kind of like Panic! at the Disco songs. Oh my god. Yeah, Yeah, they are. That's so accurate. (laughs) Um, So Dobby tells him that the task starts in ten minutes. Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Oh, so I lied in my summary. I apologize. Oh. I said it was fifteen. Oh, Sarah. Oh. 
Sarah. And Dobby's like, you gotta hurry. And Harry's like, no, dude, like, it's too late. I'm not doing it. I, I isn't knowing how. Did he say that? No. (laughs) I was like, he didn't say that. It's too late. And Dobby's like, no, you will do it because I know you just haven't found the right book. So I did it for you. But literally, mm-hmm. I didn't think of this. You just think in your head because Harry's been looking through books. No, literally, Harry hasn't found the book that Judy wanted him to find. Literally not the right book because Dobby overheard this conversation. Yeah. And he gave it to Neville. Yes. Mm. The book that Judy gave to Neville, which we found find out later, purposely gave it to him so that Harry might see it and think, no, oh. he thought in his mind. Do you remember? He thought in his mind that Harry would ask everybody in the everybody mm. in his dorm for help, and that Neville would have the answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that he would see it, just that he thought that he would ask Neville for help. That just he- goes to show that you don't know HP. I mean, I probably wouldn't have asked for help besides my two friends. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Neither would I have. Neither would I have. Neither. (laughs) Okay, yo, whatever. Me neither. (laughs) And Harry's like, wait. I didn't mean to cut you off, though. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Thank you for correcting me, because I think that's kind of almost a movieism coming into, and then... Yeah. I, I don't know. And Harry's like, wait, what? You don't know what the second task is. But Dobby's like, yeah, I do. You have to go into the lake. You have to find your Wheezy. And you have to take him back from the people. And Harry's like, Harry's like, what's a Wheezy? You mean like the rapper? (laughs) (laughs) Do not talk of him in front of me. Why? Because that's Kanye West. I am not a fan. No, Wheezy's different. Yeezy. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> Never mind. Just keep going. Dobby's like, no, no, you're wheezy. You're wheezy. And he's pulling at his sweater, which is Ron's sweater. I'm what wheezy. is the matter? I'm wheezy. <laughs> Sorry, Katie. I apologize for her behavior. Don't you apologize for me? There's also wheezy from Toy Story. Little True, penguin. I like him. Yeah. yeah. The, the oh, yeah. And Harry's like, oh my God, they have Ron. And Dobby, here he goes, saves the day. He's like, you just have to use this. And he hands him a ball of what looks like slimy, grayish green rat tails. Chug it. Oh, gosh. Chug, 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 chug. And that would be Gillyweed. So Gillyweed does have a literal little uh, yeah. Potter profile. <laughs> so magical properties gives a human fish-like properties. Purpose to help a wizard breathe underwater, where it's most likely to be found is the Mediterranean Sea. Hold on, I got stuff popping up on my computer. I can't see what I'm doing. Have you you all ever had a seaweed salad? No. This is what it makes me think of, and it's so good. I've eaten seaweed, haven't I? I mean, I've had it, like, with um, sushi and stuff, but didn't we have seaweed, like, Nope. I don't know. I just, like, my cousin, when we get sushi, they have, like, it's usually very inexpensive, and it's, like, just cut up seaweed with, like, some type of, um, like, dressing on it, and poppy seed, not poppy seeds, no poppy seeds, (laughs) sesame seeds, sesame seeds. It is so good. I was like, can I try this one time? And it was delicious. Gross. One time I got 
um, from work. Sometimes we get free samples and we got like a seaweed snack and I was like, well, it's free, so I'll try it. But when I took it home and I opened it, the cats were like ravenous and like came flying forward to it. I was like, I don't need to try this if they're that excited (laughs) about this. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind. Um, Okay, so... The effects of gillyweed were first discovered by Eladora, that's a pretty name, Kettle Ridge, Kettle Ridge. However, it was actually an herbologist, Beaumont Majori Banks, mm-hmm. who was given the official credit of the discovery a century later. So poor Eladora got pushed to the side. The heck, man. Um, when it's eaten, it gives a person gills to breathe underwater, and you also get webbed hands and feet for swimming. It also causes other fish-like qualities, such as you don't need to blink as often, and you don't really, like, care about how cool the water is. It kind of, like, your temperature adjusts. Um, And the duration of the effect is approximately one hour. Approximately. Approximately. That? But, like, how much do you have to eat to have it be an hour? Yeah, like, what if you had, like, a slightly smaller wad of rat tails or whatever? (laughs) And you so only get 45 minutes, but you still, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's scary. Because I feel like if I was hairy, I would want to do, like, longer than an hour. Well, he, I mean? he's, his is longer than an hour, because if you think about it, he misses the time, and they say by a lot. Yeah, but like, Cedric. Like, is it a movieism that he struggled? I can't remember. Sorry. No, he does, but, like, does. towards yeah. the end. So it's more than an hour. Yeah. Okay. Because Cedric, oh, Cedric true. got yeah. show, yeah. and he was a minute late. So, like, I wonder, like, per piece, what is the time allotment? You know what I mean? It was a car outside. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Tell them next drive. Um, so I looked up a little bit. I like that it came from the Mediterranean Sea, so I looked up aquatic plants in the Mediterranean. Nice. It's a good Sarah thing to do. Right? There's about 25,000 species of plants that live in and around the Mediterranean Sea. So I could see some magical plants being in there. Yeah. Um, Half of those are found nowhere else on Earth. So again, here's some rare plants. So we're thinking like 12,000 plants are only Only found found in the Mediterranean Sea. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Isn't it like... There's like certain there's like a certain thing about the Mediterranean Sea like it's saltier than normal or there's something different about it. That would make sense if there's only if there's that many plants that you can only yeah. find there. There's like a special mm-hmm. did it say biosphere for them. It said something about biosphere, didn't it? Oh, biome. The or mm-hmm. uh 15% of these are at risk of becoming extinct right now. Wow. Um Along the threatened native plants, the Mediterranean also has introduced aquatic flora. Pollution, degradation of the sea biome, and invasive species all play a part in affecting the plants. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah. It just gives a couple examples. Yeah, I don't know. I felt like there was something. It could also be the fact that that sea is almost almost landlocked. It comes out a little bit on the west yeah. side by, like, um... between Africa and Portugal, Spain, I think. Um, It dumps into the Atlantic, but, like, it's pretty much landlocked everywhere else, so, like, the flow Mm -hmm. isn't as much as, like, the ocean, So it can be more concentrated with, like, whatever's growing there. And And because it's landlocked in, like, lower south, I feel like it's a little bit of a warmer sea. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's, like, closer closer to to the the equator. equator. So, I don't know. 
changes some stuff about it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not laughing at you. To tie in with that, still, like, talking about the Mediterranean, um, the properties of gillyweed, along with it being special to the Mediterranean, might um, play, might allude to a Greek myth of a mortal who ate an herb and it made him aquatic for the rest of his life, and he oh, went on cool. to become a minor Dude. sea god. So that, in Greek mythology, his name is Glaucus. I might be saying that wrong. Um, but that, that... That seems right, I think. That comes so from the ancient Greek word Glaucus, which means grayish blue or bluish green, mm. kind of like the gillyweed itself. So he mm. was a Greek prophetic sea god who was born mortal and then he turned immortal because he ate a magical herb. And it was believed that he was he it was believed that he commonly came to the rescue of sailors and fishermen in storms, having earlier earned a living from the sea himself. Are you gonna say what I was gonna say? Are you gonna say that he's like a male version of um the Little Mermaid? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He is. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, Aquaman. But is, is he... he a minor sea god? Isn't he? I, I, I don't Maybe. know if he's a minor one. I don't know. I never watched the movie or know anything about Aquaman. So. I just know Jason Momoa is very attractive. I yeah. was thinking it was cool because, like, so this Greek god comes to the rescue of sailors and stuff, and Gillyweed came to the rescue of Harry Potter. Oh, I like that. Mm. Wow. Very cool. That's yeah. a very Hufflepuff thing to say. Mm-hmm. Hey. That was a Ravenclaw thing to say. No, we don't appreciate that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just joking. So Harry is excited because he may have found a solution, mm-hmm. but also hesitant because the last time Dobby helped him, he ended up with no <laughs> bones in his arm. Well, to be fair... It's not Dobby's fault he wound up with no bones in his arm. Okay, but Dobby could have not had a bludger try and kill Harry Potter. I mean, I Not agree, kill. Seriously, I maim would say, doctor. <laughs> I would say it's Dobby's yeah. fault that he broke his arm. Yes. Um, yes. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that, yeah. the rest part, of it... That's not him. That's, that's all Lockhart. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, yeah, that can, uh, that can happen sometimes. No. <laughs> <laughs> you just he can't do magic. It, but it's all his fault. <laughs> right. Uh, Harry doesn't even say thank you. He just, like, tears out of the library with Dobby at his heels, and he races down to the lake. He's got ten minutes, Katie. He can't have extra words being he's, said. Yeah. Don't you worry. As he's you're gonna running. buy Dobby all the socks ever made. All True. the socks. All of them. He's gonna buy the coolest pair of socks with snitches and brooms on them. I need those. That's, that's what Dobby got them. him. No, that's what I know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right, you're right. He buys Dobby those. He's gonna put little love notes in each sock. Oh my! I don't he's know gonna about stitch. That. He's gonna stitch a little love note inside the top. <laughs> Is he? That's a little far for Harry. He'd ask Mrs. Weasley. <laughs> but Woody, he'll have, Herm- he'll have Hermione do it. <laughs> Is it my turn? I'm yes, ready. ma'am. I'm gonna blow your minds with my section. Blew your minds. I'm excited. Um, so they're down at the lake. He's running down there, and um, we notice that, well, we he notices that the seats from the first task that they were on, like the risers, are now by the lake so that people can watch the lake and really see nothing for the duration of the task because they're underwater. <laughs> yeah, Do you remember that part in Puffs? when they're talking about this? is so funny. It's just like, oh, yeah, look, they're going to start the task. And nothing. Because <laughs> you can't see anything like, happen. Yes! And silence. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we notice that Percy is again in Crouch's place. 
so they give Harry a minute t- to catch his breath because, like, I think Percy was like, "Okay, it's almost time to start, and you need to be now. Like, we're going." And they're like, "All right, let him just like catch his breath. Come on, whatevs." Um, and so, like, basically on the count of three, they dive into the water, and they have uh, one hour to get back what was lost. So I'm guessing at this point, Harry's the only one that knows that it's like they're his friend, you know. Yeah. Also, this is a good chapter to do the day of your best friend's day, National Best Friend's Day, because yeah. that's his best friend. Not saying that those are the other people's best friends, but I like friends. we talk about Harry on this podcast, not those other fools. <laughs> what is? Uh... I've had a lot of coffee already. So Harry shoves that gillyweed into his mouth, and he wades into the water um, to like chew it. <laughs> also, what I find very odd, but like in the movie. Is that, like, he's walking in there with his robes and everything. Like, you know you're going, like, all of them have them on. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. why don't you, I don't know. I it's, actually really a lot, like. It's a lot of clothing to, like, water down. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I really like in the, their outfits in the movies, to be honest. I like that movie as them, how they have, like, their little yeah. bathing suit outfits. Yeah. We'll say, Crom did have swimming trunks. He was ready. Yeah. He did. Because he's been swimming in that lake for weeks. Yep. Yeah, he's not dumb. He's prepped. He's prepped and ready. Crumb ain't dumb. Crumb. So obviously, it's February, and it's a lake, and it's cold, because they're also in Scotland, where it's cold in February. Hey, is it cold? So, have I told you it's cold? It's cold. It's ice cold. What's colder than being cold? Ice cold. Ice cold. <laughs> So he starts chewing the gillyweed, and then from Z-Book, it says it felt unpleasantly slimy and rubbery, like Blah. octopus tentacles. And then I was thinking about this, because I, well, I haven't eaten octopus tentacles, but I've eaten squid tentacles. I think I've eaten octopus tentacles. I don't know if I have, if I I'm being honest. I'm pretty sure. I feel like if you have, I definitely have. It was um, smoked. Mm. No. Um, it, no. Well, you also, like, you, you're you a texture would, person. You would probably like it, but I did not particularly enjoy it. <laughs> All of that so then quite disgust. suddenly... Oh, it's so good. <laughs> then quite suddenly, Harry felt as though an invisible pillow had been pressed over his mouth and nose. This is terrifying yeah, to me. Agreed. I don't know why I just saluted. <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> um, I lost my place. So he tries to draw a breath. And, you know, he doesn't have any paper or pens or anything to draw a picture. So I don't know how he would a breath. And it made his head spin. So, like, I, I just can't imagine, like, how that would be, like, feeling. You know what I mean? Oh, Probably it makes me feel it, sick. It, it makes me, like, anxious just thinking about, like, because I've been, I've been in a situation more than once where I'm almost drowning. So, like, thinking not being able to breathe, it's mm-hmm. scary. Um. So his lungs were empty, and he suddenly felt a piercing pain on either side of his neck. Ouch. So then he, like, touches his neck, and he realizes he's growing gills. That's crazy. And he flings himself into uh, the water, and then, like, that first gulp of water was, like, a breath of fresh air. Nice. Which also, like, I wonder if he had to get used to that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So he looks and his hands are green and ghostly under the water. And then his hands and feet are webbed. Um, and the water no longer felt cold, which That's is cool. good. That's it cool. was pleasantly cool and very light. I we... like that. It changes you like that way, yeah. too. I don't know why it says very lightly. I don't know. 
I think he Maybe felt the water light. Felt lighter. He felt yeah. light. He felt lighter. Yeah. But like, you still have all those robes on you. I I don't know. I just don't get it. <laughs> okay. I'm just it's, it's my opinion. Script. Why are you swimming in some robes? It's in the script. <laughs> Whatever. So it was really dark <laughs> under there, and he could only see ten feet in front of him. I wonder, like, how his glasses felt on his face. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't really talk about that at all. Hmm. I don't know. Um. So little fish swam past him like sil- little silver darts, and he didn't see any of the champions or mer people or the giant squid. Thank the Lord. So Harry was swimming, and all he could see were light green weeds for miles and miles, and then suddenly something grabbed his ankle, and he turned and saw a grindolo, um, which we know is a small horned water demon poking out of the weed. Its long fingers clutched tightly around Harry's legs, and its fangs were bared. Um, the grindolo. The grindolo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> on Pottermore, they don't have... The only thing they have on grindolos are behind the scenes. Mm. So I'm going to read a little bit about that. Um... From the movie, and it says it's a vast array of designs for the water-dwelling grindolos were considered and discarded mm. before arriving at something resembling a cross between a nasty child and an octopus. Ew! <laughs> it kind of looks like Snitch, Stitch, Stitch. It does look like Stitch. Yes. Yeah, I can see that. Um, and it says this is extracted from the Harry Potter the Creature Vault by Jody Robinson, and in the Harry Potter. <coughs> <laughs> Sorry, she's. My throat. Not gonna make it. No. No, we're not gonna make it. <laughs> In the Harry Potter films, Grindelows are unfriendly little creatures with short octopus-like arms and bulbous tentacle heads that live in the Black Lake. Harry Potter narrowly escapes their grasp in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, which we're reading during the second test, which we're reading Try a Wizard Tournament. Fun facts. <laughs> we know these things. Since when given the task of bringing the Grindelows to life on screen in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, the visual department um, of development artists came up with many different versions of what this underwater creature could be. Grindelows were designed with small heads, two legs, two webbed feet, eight webbed hands, uh, huge glowing eyes, or large pointed ears. Several were luminescent, similar to fish that live in the darkest corners of the deep sea. Some bodies were shaped to resemble frogs. Others were seal-like. And several had their Seal own, like. yeah. Several yeah. had their own versions of mermaids, mermaids' tail. Interesting. Yeah. With this many ideas in the mix, a design was chosen based on what Grindelos needed to do physically, mm-hmm. which I like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's what the Creature Shop produced a design they described as a cross between a nasty child and an octopus, complete with a significantly large grinning mouth filled with sharp teeth. As was done with so many of the other creatures in Harry Potter film series, full-size silicone, uh... Marquettes? 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 Marquettes. Marquettes, yeah. Yeah. But there's no R. Yeah, there is no R. Maquettes. Maquettes. Were created and painted, then cast against as fiberglass... (laughs) Then cast again as fiberglass models to be cyber-scanned for the CGA artists to animate. Additionally, new software was developed by the visual effects team to handle the large number of grindelows in a simplified way. So that's cool. I think that I might have... Oh boy, Teddy. Okay, sorry. Um, I think I... <laughs> I think I may have a picture of the Grindelow maquette from the studio tour in London, and if I do, I'll post it on our page when this episode comes out. I think I do. I think we do too. I think we do. I think we do. So I'm going to read a little bit from the chapter. It says, by the time he had grasped it, two more Grindelows had risen out of the weed, had seized handfuls of Harry's robes. If you weren't wearing them, Harry, they wouldn't be able to grab them. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and we're attempting to drag him down. Relatio, I think is how you say that. I think it's Relatio. It's Relash, not Relish. I like leashes. Why don't you guys relaxio, okay? <laughs> we'll get a relaxy taxi. Relax cab. <laughs> relax cab. So Harry shouted, except with no sound came out. This is important to know. He can't talk. A large bubble issued from his mouth, and his wand, instead of sending sparks at the Grindelows, pelted them with what seemed to be a jet of boiling water. For where it struck them, angry red patches appeared on their green skin. Oof. Those are two dings, Katie. Green and red. It's like Christmas, Christmas over here. <laughs> Harry pulled his ankle out of the Grindelwald's grip and swam as fast as he could, occasionally sending more jets of hot water over his shoulder at random. Every now and then, he felt one of the Grindelwald's snatch at his um, feet, foot again, and he kicked out hard. Finally, he felt his foot connect with a horned skull and looked back at the dazed Grindelwald floating away cross-eyed while its fellows <laughs> shook their fists at Harry and sank back into the weeds. Wing! For sure. <laughs> so he finally gets past the Grindelwald. Woohoo! And then uh, Myrtle meets Harry and was like, what up, bro? How you doing? And he's like, yeah, I'm swimming, you know? Just keep swimming like Dory says. And she helps him kind of like in the right direction. She's like, this is where you need to go. Um, so he swims in the direction that she told him for a while. And then he hears some singing. And it's an hour long. You'll have to look. Sing it. I'm not singing it. And an to recover. An hour long you have to look. To recover what oh, we took. Your times have gone, so tarry not. Lest you see too I mean, but like it is kind of scary <laughs> to think about it. No, if it crazy. was took, if it was taken literally, yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah. Well, I mean, he did. I mean, he why would you not? I mean, here's the thing. Like, it's it's amusing to me that other people think that oh, this it, this, this everything's gonna be fine. But like, if you think about it, like Harry's thinking about it. People have died in the tournament. He's taking it seriously. All these clues are saying that, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't get these people, they're not coming back. And yeah. if you don't instill well, that, um, give me a word, fear or... Mm-hmm. Um, you're not going to take it, you're not going to try as hard, maybe. Correct, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's, I don't know. Um, they're showing us a picture of the grind load they saw at the thing. Ooh, that is creepy. I yeah. have, I have a mer a mer Mer person too. Well, and at this point, like Harry knows what they took. So, like, had had Dobby not kind of been like, "It's your Winky," he would not have a clue. So, like, Winky, Weezy. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, he um, he knows it's his friend. So obviously, he doesn't want Ron to die. Um, and he uh, the other ones, if they don't know what they took, you know. Because, like, was show with Cedric, like, you know what I mean? Like, the yeah, night before, right. like, yeah. ooh, 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 cramp, 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 cramp. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Wheezing. Um, they took her wheezy. <laughs> so he starts like, trying to swim faster because he's hearing the song being like, oh, gosh, like, I need to get to Ron. Like, I need to save him because, you know, Harry's the hero. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, as he's going, he sees rocks that had paintings of mer people with spears um, on them. And they were the pictures are depicting them chasing what looks like a giant squid. So, like, Harry's like, oh, shoot the shooters. Like, shoot the shooters. But, like, you know, these mer people ain't nice. They're not playing. They ain't playing. They got spears. 
important. What is it? What's it saying? Grab your knives and pitchforks or something from Shrek. Oh, yeah. and I don't. I haven't seen that um, movie in a long time. Yeah, it's been a while. So Harry then sees the faces, um, but they bore no resemblance at all to the painting of the mermaids in the prefix bathroom, which I find interesting. I'm sh- it's funny because, like, if you We're think, beautiful. like, art and everything, like, sometimes we'll romanticize things, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like, the, I well, I like, I always like picturing the stained glass, honestly, from the movie. I think that that's really pretty over a painting in the bathroom, but yeah. that mermaid looks beautiful. And then Ugh. he goes into the lake, and it's, like, these things with fangs, basically, and they just look, like, terrifying. I wonder if it's because he's an intruder. Oh, probably. Yeah, for but sure. But I think they always look like that. Then why was the painting so crazy? I think they're trying to beautify it. You know what I mean? Like, think about, like, they know the myths that, like, muggles have yeah. of mermaids and how, like, they're sirens and they're beautiful and they're trying right. to entice. Yeah, but wizards know. I know, but maybe they're just saying, like, we want to look at this and not, like, a picture of an actual. You don't want to look at that? No. <laughs> I'm looking well, I mean, at the like Medusa a little bit. Think about, like, things that you know, even just muggles like us have taken and like... I ain't no muggle. Be, like, beautified in art and everything, you know what I mean? So, like, why wouldn't wizards do that, too, you know? Yeah. Okay, I feel that. So there's a page... This is horrible. It's <laughs> creepy, isn't it? It's not yeah. great. It's not great. Um, there's um, a Pottermore, like, section, um, explore the story of people. And I like this first thing. It says, underwater beasts who have a rocky relationship with the wizarding world. And I think that's a little punful. Mm-hmm. Um, so some fun facts. Your appearance is half fish, half human, gray skin, dark green hair, yellowish eyes, and teeth. Dangers. Their warlike tendencies can drag people to their deaths underwater. And their typical habitats are under... There's an underwater colony at the Great Lake... Um, in the Great Lake at Hogwarts. But I'm sure they're like also other places, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, they have some illustrations on Pottermore as well, which we can do. They have, like, fa- hair- fairy is what it's going to say. Harry faces the underwater colony, so that's a picture um, of, like, Harry literally in robes. He kind of looks like a Dementor a little bit. Oh, him? yeah, <laughs> I see him. The one mermaid um, kind of looks like Aquaman. Yeah. I'm just saying... <laughs> I mean, I doubt Aquaman is in the Great Lake. You don't know where Aquaman goes. Is it called the Great Lake? The Black Lake. Lake. We are on a Great Lake currently. Wow, we're adjacent to a Great Lake right now. I'm going to hurt you physically. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I'm going to read again from the chapter. I just had to find where I did it. Okay. So I said, Harry sped on, staring around, and soon the dwellings became more numerous. There were gardens of weed around some of them. He even saw a pet grindelow tied to a stake outside one door. <laughs> Mer people were emerging on all sides now, watching him eagerly, pointing at his webbed hands and gills, talking behind their hands to one another. Harry sped around a corner, and a very strange sight met his eyes. As a whole crowd of mer people were floating in front of the houses that lined what looked like a mer version of a village square. A choir of mer people were singing in the middle, calling the champions towards them. Behind them rose a crude sort of statue, a giant mer person hewn from a boulder. Four people were bound tightly to the tail of the mer person, stone mer person. 
And I just think this reminds me of um, Spongebob because you like, you, Bikini Bottom is like a whole little village and all the people <laughs> oh, are like yeah. living there Lots and they got little. SpongeBob. Yeah. Guys, uh, this is just a Spongebob podcast now and not a Harry Potter I, one. I, I don't know. I just, um. Am I talking to the like, mic? They're like, oh, sorry. They're like little sirens mm-hmm. hearing him. Mm-hmm. Very true. So Harry sees the four people. Um, tied up to the tail. So he sees Ron, Hermione, and Cho, and then a young girl. They're all tied up. The rope were um, weeds that were thick, slimy, and very strong. And then Harry makes the connection. He's like, that young girl must be Fleur's sister because she has the same silvery hair and probably looks similar to Fleur. Um, yeah. But they all seem to be in a deep sleep, like to the point where you even see like air bubbles coming out of them. Um so then, like, Harry goes to ask a merman for his spear to use to cut the rope, and uh, they're like, no, we don't help you. <laughs> we just watch. Spectator sport. Um, and, like, Harry, like, wasn't pleased at all, so he tries to yank it from him, but it didn't work. Like, Dude, that's trying brave. To, like... Yeah. Well, he's a Gryffindor. Amen. Um, so then he, like, kind of looks around. He sees some rocks, and he goes and tries to get, like, a sharp one mm-hmm. so he can cut through the rope. So Harry cuts Ron free, and then um, he kind of looks around for the other champions, but he sees no sign of them. So then he goes to cut Hermione free as well, and then a bunch of hands Ron and pulling him away, and they're like, uh, no, you take yours and leave the other ones. So I wonder if he had tried to go for Hermione first, what would have happened? Do you think they would have been like, that's not yours, hostage? I think he probably only went for Ron first because they were like, we took your wheezy. I know, but oh, I'm just thinking, yeah. like, what what would they have done if he went to cut Hermione first? I bet you they don't know. Oh, I, I, bet, I bet they don't know I, whose is whose. They just know to only they... let the champions take one. Yeah. What oh, if he took Cho? Yeah, because he's got, like, three connections underwater. And then Cedric's I mean, like, I gotta take Ron? What was going on? <laughs> how, how would you feel if, like, you were Ron and you find out that your best friend took the girl he liked first? That's not nice. Well, I mean... Harry I would cut my friend though. out first if I'm like if me and this girl I... are not anything to each other. You know what I mean? Like you just like her. That's pretty messed up, in my opinion. I don't know. It's like when your friend starts dating someone and they like stop talking to you. Talked about that before on this podcast. Yeah, apparently it's not happened to you. I must have great friends. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so he goes, "She's my friend too," and I don't want them to die either. Um, but I like in the movie how she, they're like, just one, only one. <laughs> Sarah, I wish I would have seen your face just now. It was awesome. <laughs> oh, so good. And then I like that Harry tries to see how much time he has left um, because none of the other champions are around. Like, I wonder, like, it just seems like his was very straightforward. He went in the water and then he went, like, and he found them. So, like, where are the other champions? Are they, like, swimming around in a circle? Like, Does the bubblehead charm um, take away your hearing? Like, does it muffle it? Oh, I bet you. Oh. And then Crumb has a shark head. I, just I wonder assumed, how well he can hear. I well, just assumed even... the bubblehead charm was, like, just around your nose and your mouth. But I guess oh, I, I could be wrong. I would think you're... I don't know. Yes, Katie. Ahead, Katie. Uh... Did you lose it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Um, oh, no, I forgot. I remember. Okay. I forgot. <laughs> Harry did have Myrtle show up and go, go that way. Oh, So right. he had a little oh, bit of a hut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Well, I was going to say, too, like, even Jeep if again. the bubblehead charm, even if the bubblehead charm didn't cover, like, 
you know, muffle their hearing. I think the fact that all they did was the bubblehead charm and nothing else about their body changed does kind of put them at a disadvantage to Harry because, yeah, Harry's Mm -hmm. senses and everything are changed for water right now. True. So he honestly gave himself, well, Dobby gave him the best chance possible. (laughs) Thanks, Dobbs. I love that. Why are you screaming? Because I'm excited. God. I'm so excited. Only, Only one. one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I like that he like goes to look at his watch and his watch is like, bro, you're real deep underwater. I'm not working for you. Oh I God. ain't no Apple Watch. People not care about time. Probably not. Because okay. like I, in my, in, in the way that I think about okay. this, they're like right in the middle of like the lake. Like they're at the deepest point of the lake. So first of all, you're in the coldest part, the darkest part, and they're underwater. They don't care what time it is. They do their own life. You know what I mean? They're living on. Uh, they probably like go with the tide thing. maybe a little bit. I don't know. I'm just saying well, words. It's tide o'clock. Time to have some more. <laughs> Um, so finally Harry sees Cedric and then he tells him, um, well, Cedric is like, you need to get out. Like basically like, why are you still here? Your dude is free. Your dude Go. Is free. Fleur and Crumb are coming now. So then Fleur cuts Cho free and off they go. But Harry's like, I don't know. Did like, you say Fleur cuts Cho free? Cedric cuts Cho free. I almost said, I almost said Cedric cuts Fleur free. Cedric cuts Cho free, and they zoom. He didn't care about everybody else. Correct. That not very kind, Ooh. Hufflepuff. Ooh. <laughs> I speak for myself. So, <laughs> Harry finally sees a half shark, half man, aka Crumb, who like tries to snap his jaw like on oh, the beach to like what if get he, like bitter. Head? Well, that's kind of like. <laughs> He's like, if he's not careful, he's going to bite Hermione in half. Oh. So then he, like, kind of helps him out and he's like, dude, here's a stone. So he finally gets Hermione free and then they leave. And so then Harry's, like, kind of still standing there being like, Fleur's not around here. And they said that, like, she was coming and, like, she's not here. Like, I don't know what to do. And he doesn't want anything to happen to her sister. Um and so he, like, goes to free her, but the mer people, like, super aren't pleased, but he whips out his wand, and he gives them to the count of three. So he whips out his wand, and they, like, almost, like, take, like, a step back, because they know what that means, and they're a little bit afraid of it, but he's like, I'll give you to the count of three, and they scatter, and so he is able to free the girl, and he scoops up Ron, and off they go to the service. So would it have been funny if he would have, like, cut Ron free and, like, pushed him up? <laughs> so he, like, looked at the surface. <laughs> Um, but like, do, do you ever think about that? Did your mom ever do that to you? Like, I'm gonna give you to the count of three. Yeah. Oh, so my mom always talks about how when um, I, this might have been before my time, that yeah. my brother Marty would like. She was like, I'm gonna give you to the count of three, and she one day he was like, and then one. She goes, and I didn't know what. So he cuts, um, we don't know her name yet, but it's Gabrielle. So he cuts her free. <laughs> and so he, like, then goes up um, to some, to the service with the two extra people. And he starts to turn back just into a regular human with no gills or fins. And so he finally breaks free, to, like, to the surface. But, like, the mer people are also up there with him. Um, and they're, like, smiling at him. And they're like, you made it through. Hooray! Oh, they're nice. So, 
<laughs> he sees this, the stands of people are cheering. And so Ron and the girl, like, finally kind of open their eyes. And Ron's like, why did you bring her? Like, what, what, Harry? You always got to be the hero. Uh, and he's like, Harry didn't want to leave her because Fleur hadn't come. And then Ron points out, do you really think Dumbledore would have left them in the water if the champion hadn't come? It was just for the time limit. Um, and Sorry, then we lost Harry some students today. Trying... Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, he goes to Harry, you didn't waste time being a hero or trying to be one. And I was like, well, Ron, he did. slow down. Because, like, are you only saying this because Harry's going to get more attention for being a hero? No, I think he was like, Harry, like, if you had thought a little bit, like, you could have just won. You know what I mean? Like, you didn't have to be the hero. Like, they weren't going to leave them yeah, down there. Yeah, but he's a caring individual. I know, but, like. Don't care. I'm with Harry. I mean, Ron. <laughs> I stand with Harry. But so, I said, you know, like, moral fiber and all counts for stuff. And then what? Harry literally, yeah, because moral fiber. Yeah. yeah. But Harry felt both stupid and annoyed. No, it just means he has a good heart. Yeah, I'm not heart, saying Harry. he doesn't, but like. No, I'm not saying you said that he doesn't. I'm just telling, I'm telling Harry, no, you have a good heart. Don't feel stupid. Yeah, well, he'll, in about, you know, three more pages, he's like, all right, cool. <laughs> So, um, Harry, or Rary, yep. Ron and Harry, help the Delacour girl back towards the judges um, with about 20 more people around them, like an honor guard, singing their song that we all know sounds real screechy. Uh, so, everyone so far that, like, had come out of the lake is now sitting on the shore in blankets, and then it's interesting to me, because Percy comes running out to meet them, and it says in the book he looked very white and somehow much younger than usual. Mm. And then Fleur was also trying, like, fighting Madame Maxine to get into the water to make sure her sister's okay. I bet Percy was just, like, super anxious about Ron. Correct. Um, but it's interesting to see that because you don't really see yeah. him, like, Ever care, care about his brothers. But yeah. this shows he really does. Well, yeah. like, and it, it kind of is, like, um, you, so far we've really seen him being, like, work, 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 work. Yeah. And, like, you need to be... Family, 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 family. Well, like, you need to be very much, like, by the book. Like, we know he's very much, like, this is how you do. Appearances matter. And the next time you see him like this is when he's holding Fred. Oh. Uh... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Percy drags Ron back to the shore. Like, he grabs him. Um, Dumbledore and Bagman help Harry kind of get up. And then Flair finally was able to break free from Madame Maxime to get to her sister. And then um, <laughs> Flair is like, I couldn't get past the Grindelows. That's what we found out what happened to her. Um, so Pomfrey makes Harry sit by Hermione, tightly wrapped in a blanket. And then... Her says, marido. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then she gives him a very hot potion. Steam gushes out of his ears. And then I said it's probably a pepper-up potion. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then you find it, like, a little bit, um, a couple of paragraphs down that it is because she also gives um, Ron a pepper-up potion. And it's, it reminds me of when Jenny was sick and it made her look like she was, like, on fire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Hermione congratulates him on doing it all by himself. And he kind of sees that um, Karkaroff is watching him so he doesn't deny it. And he's like, yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. All by myself. Take that, Karkaroff. You duck wizard man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, Florence. So then um, Crumb points out that Hermione has a water beetle in her hair, and she brushes it away, and I said, mm. too bad she didn't smash that thing in her fingers, because Rita gross. That would have been murder. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but I like that Harry kind of is like, hmm, he's trying to like, Crumb's trying to get her attention back on him. And mm-hmm. she's like, no, uh, not bro. My, not bro. my friend's here, you know? <laughs> and then, um, Harry tells her that he didn't really have any trouble finding them, but now he's feeling a little bit dumb because he realizes Dumbledore would have never let anything happen to the students in the water in the first place. Um, and he should have just taken Ron and left and he would have won because he was there in enough time to like get Ron and get out and be on time. Um, and then from the book, it says Dumbledore was crouching at the water's edge, deep in conversation with what seemed to be the chief mer person, a particularly wild and ferocious looking female. And I'm thinking, yes, yes. Go girl. He was making some of the same sort of screechy noises that the mer people made when they were above water. Clearly Dumbledore could speak mermish. Finally, he straightened up, turned to his fellow judges and said, a conference before we give the marks, I think. The judges huddled together. Um, Pomfrey finally was able to get Ron free from Percy so she can get him warmed up. She gets him a blanket, gets him a little pepper-up potion. And then Fleur, um, finally now that her, she knows that her sister's okay, um, she did like would refuse to have Pomfrey look at her. But you, Harry sees that she has cuts on her face, arms, and her robes are torn. Why are you wearing robes in the water? <laughs> the third thing we can't explain. So she seemed in awe of Harry because he saved Gabrielle, even though she wasn't his hostage. And I don't like that they keep calling them hostages. So Harry was like regretting that he did it. He was like, yeah, you're welcome. Oh, I shouldn't have done it. But Fleur bent and kissed Harry twice on each cheek. And then even says he turned red. He's like, oh, kiss him on my cheek. <laughs> and then she even turns to Ron and kisses him, too, because he helped a bit as well. I like this in the movie when she was like, he's like, yeah, a bit. And then I like that it says Hermione looked furious. But then Ludo decided, like, right then that he was going to make a big old announcement. Um, so nothing could really be done about Hermione being jelly rolling because Fleur <laughs> kissed Harry and Ron. More so Ron than Harry. So we find out that the Murchie's name is Mercus, um, and I'm guessing that's just her last name, but I who knows. Um, and she told them what happened in the water, and so they decided to award points out of 50, and so then they kind of were like telling everybody like what they used and um, who they be. <laughs> <laughs> Their points is Go be do. So, in last place is Fleur, who used the Bubblehead Charm, um, and she earned 25 points, because we know that she didn't finish the trip. And then um, Cedric is announced next. He also used the Bubblehead Charm, and he earned 47 points, because he was a minute out of the time limit. Um, And then at this point, Harry's like, oh my gosh, he was a minute. Like, I'm going to be crazy late. Yeah. Uh, And so I just want to talk about the Bubblehead Charm a little bit. And this is from the uh, wiki, I believe. And it says the bubblehead charm is a charm that produces a bubble around the head of the caster, even though like the picture that it uses, it's just around their mouth and nose. Um, it says it's giving them a continuous supply of oxygen. Now I wonder if it's just pure oxygen. I don't know how like, oxygen thing is it pure oxygen because we don't breathe like right now. I'm not breathing in pure oxygen. Right. I don't know. So, that's just my initial thought. Sorry. Um, and so it's allowing them to breathe where they could not otherwise. It's the most effective charm for breathing underwater or in any environment where fresh air is at a premium, allowing uh, one, a supply of oxygen. This will um, 
we will uh what's the word i'm looking for post this too mm -hmm. so it says that it we know it how i cannot talk causes a protective bubble to form around the caster's head um, and it says, described to look like an upside-down fish bowls. This bubble may allow for underwater exploration or to avoid nasty smells. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I would wear that around you constantly. Yeah. And it says, <laughs> although wizards with bad breath have reported problems after the first 30 minutes. That's interesting. Um, and so we even see, like, in the films, the charm creates a bubble around the mouth, nose, similar to an oxygen mask, not the entire head. It's unclear why Harry Potter was unable to find information on this charm while researching for the second test. It is possible that the spell was relatively new invention, not covered in many books um, as of 1995, or that the spell was not commonly used for breathing underwater, but for other purposes. It is also said that Harry searched for a spell that would allow human to survive without oxygen, which we discussed, um, rather, for, rather than for some form of an oxygen supply. So I like that. So next, um, Victor was the next one who had uh, used an incomplete form of transfiguration. He was second to return with his hostage, earning himself 40 points. And then last, they get to Harry, and we know he used Gillyweed. Um, and he's already thinking, like, I'm, I'm toast, because he arrived well out of the time span. All of that stuff. And... Mm -hmm. um, he would have been first to return, and they say, like, we learned from these Murr people, the Murr chief, um, he was the first one to arrive there, the first one to get to the people. He wanted to make sure they were all safe um, before he, you know, went free with Ron. He was determined to make all, all, wow, words. He was determined to make sure all the hostages would be returned safely. Um, not just his own. And so most of the judges, a.k.a. Cargroff is not one of them, uh, said that he, honestly, they're like, he, we wanted to award him full marks. No. And so um, he just, they said that he'll earn 45 because of his show of moral fiber. I'm, I like and I said, said yeah. I'm like, well, I do feel like he shouldn't have earned full marks because yeah. you didn't, you didn't, you, you didn't do time. it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so yeah, regardless yeah. of all the stuff that you arrived first, you didn't leave first. The Potter effect failed. Yeah. So I'm <laughs> I'm happy that he didn't get full marks. Yeah. It would not that would have completely been unfair. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys think? Yeah. I don't think he should have gotten full, but he definitely sh what they considered to give him more points. I I think yeah. I think it's right what they did. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I guess I'm a lone wolf over here. I think I he should have gotten full points. Like, he <laughs> You think he should have gotten full? I think so, just because, like, he he clearly knew what the task was, but he took it literally, and, I mean, I don't think that it's odd that he, I mean, part of me thinks it is odd that he took it literally, because, like, it's Dumbledore and it's Hogwarts, and, like, would he really let somebody die because somebody didn't complete the task? But at the same time, like, he's thinking about how dangerous these tasks are supposed to be. Like, think about the fact he just had to fight a dragon that was breathing fire at him and could have killed him in an instant, honestly. So, like, why not think that this is true and that these people would, especially Hermione, like, I, yeah. I can definitely understand him sticking around until Crumb shows up to get Hermione. I don't so much care about the fact that he stayed for Gabrielle, but, like, at the same time, I understand why he did. And I think that, I think that the Mer people were really impressed with him and that they must have really, like, relayed that to Dumbledore. 
Um, not that Dumbledore wouldn't have been impressed with him, but I think that, like, the fact that whenever Harry got up there and they were behind him and they were smiling, they were proud that he completed the task, I think that they were also really proud of the fact that he took it literally and he wanted to make sure that everybody returned to safety. And I think that, um, I mean, yeah, that is a huge show of moral fiber. And I think that, if anything, that should be the most important thing in these tasks, that, yeah, he's good at, you know, completing the task, but look at, look at, like, there's more to this than that. You know what I mean? I mean, but at the same time, like, if, say you're, say you're literally taking a test and maybe you, you were able to, like, help your friend out. Like, say you're taking, I know you can't, if you're doing, like, a standardized test, like, help your friend out. But, like, think about it that way where you're helping your friend and you have a time limit and you're helping them so much that you don't get to answer all of your questions. You don't get to go back. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm just thinking, like, task-wise, you have an hour and nobody should earn full marks because nobody made it out in that time limit, regardless if he was able to, waiting to make sure everyone was okay. I think he he did a great job and I'm glad that he got 45 points. I mean, and he still is tied for first place with Cedric, but like, I just think that nobody, nobody should deserve, nobody came out in the time limit that was done. You know what I mean? They all, every single person either didn't finish or they took too long. Yeah. So no one should get full marks. Okay. That's just how I think about it. The only reason I, the, I mean, the only thing I could add to that to be like, this is why I think that he should have, is that like, it was pretty clear that he would have made it out in time. And I think that the mer people, the mer people probably reiterated that to Dumbledore. Like he would yeah. have done it in an hour if he didn't show moral fiber to wait and make sure everybody was safe. I kind of feel like if he would have done it, he might have been under an hour. I oh, agree. Oh no, yeah, for like, sure. He would be because he got the. He got to them so fast. And he, he got, waited for uh, Cedric, and Cedric Ron, was only, like, a minute. Yeah, he was only a yeah. minute. Yeah. 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 I'm guessing yeah. Harry would have done it in, like, 45 minutes. I think so, too. Yeah, 45. I'm gonna say 46. I'm gonna say one minute. <laughs> <laughs> he just Akio'd Ron right out of there. Um. So, basically, like I said, and I also think, too, that um, had he, I think it... And, and I don't know if this is actually true, but I think if he had just used, like, a bubblehead charm, he probably, like, I think the ingenious use of gillyweed mm-hmm. also helped him in his point standing, I think, in my I opinion. agree. Um, so, as I said, the points as standing meant that Harry and Cedric were tied for first place. Woo-hoo. And then um, they are told that the next and final task is, to, is set to take place on the 24th of June at dusk. And I said, uh, the internet, well, not the internet, my phone tells me that that's a Saturday. So, fun fact. Well done. And so, like, Harry's very, very relieved um, that he didn't have to worry about anything until June 24th because he also doesn't have to take any tests. No final exams for Harry. And so then he decides that the next time he's in Hogsmeade, he was going to literally buy a huge amount of socks for Dobby as a massive, massive thank you. (laughs) He's cute. tied for first. That is and that ends the chapter. Lightning bolt. Round. I heard there's a pooch in the next one. A quality. Um, I had I asked the other day um for this is not my photos for some questions um on Instagram. That's a picture of me. That's a picture. Of a me. couple That's people me. put some in Discord too. Yep. Okay. That's fine. Do it to it. Um, what's Christine, there's nothing. Oh, okay. 
Christine Fairchild says, what's the Hogwarts Wi-Fi password? <laughs> Hogwash. No, you, they Meg? wouldn't say that. Because they like Hogwarts. Raspin Spa. <laughs> I bet you it would be like their whole phrase with no spaces. The Draco Dormine, whatever <laughs> yeah. it is. Alternating caps and lowercase. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Tickle dragon. Um, she also asks, what method would you use during this task? Oh, uh, gillyweed. I would like to use gillyweed, but I feel like I probably would have ended up using a bubblehead charm. I feel like I would try to transfigure myself. I think I would have tried transfiguration. I would get aqualungs. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I probably would have bowed out of this one. <laughs> <laughs> I give up. <laughs> And like, oh, lake, hour, underwater, weird Lighty. creatures. No Zero points. Um, this person on Instagram, it says wizard's meme. If you were a tri-wizard champion, would you procrastinate like Harry or not? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. always. A thousand percent I would. Mm-hmm. That's not my speed. Like, I would be the knight of the task. I would, this is what I do when I, like, because I um tend to, when I'm an anxious Annie, uh, I tend to um, ignore the problem. Yes, um, me until too. Until the very last moment, like that's that's part of my anxiety. Like I'll just and like if I if I ignore it, it's going to go away, which mm-hmm. it doesn't. So don't do that. And um, I would literally probably be in bed by ten or eleven and be like, I, I, I'll just figure it out in the morning. Like <laughs> I'm just going to go to sleep. And I'd I be... tried all of these things, and if worse comes to worse, I will just swim. <laughs> I'd be working on that egg the second I got it. and Because I like to get things, like, done and out of my way so then I can relax. I mean, ideally, because then you feel great. Yeah, that's why I do But it. I don't always do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, go ahead, Kate. If Harry went to the Yule Ball... This is from Vinny. Thank you. If Harry went to Yule Ball with Cho, would she be the something Harry lost? In that case, who would be Cedric's? See, I don't think she would. And then mm. I think it would, if, if that did happen, I think it would be Cedric's dad. I think they would bring his dad. Uh, I was going to, I thing. was going to say his dad would have been, but, but I also agree that I don't think Cho ever would have made it to that level by this point. No. <laughs> I mean, like, like Ron he, and he Hermione. Her. He doesn't like love her. He loves Ron. Yeah, but like, right. does Crumb love Hermione? I think, I think so. He oh, I, I think he does. Can you love someone that quickly? You yeah. Think? Why not? Yeah, I want to know. It depends on uh, who you are, you know. No, I don't know. I've never been in love. Some people fall in love super fast. Um, I got another question from Zagram. Um, and this is from Millie, I believe. If you were in the Triwizard Tournament, which person would be in the lake for you? Maybe. You guys just said it at the same time, so it sounded like matey. I think Miss Woes would be in the lake for you too it could be or your mommy mm-hmm. you know, I mean yeah I mean I, I there's a couple of people in my head that would be, probably be in the lake Jen. I don't know Jen probably she'd be mad at me if she doesn't like getting her hair wet <laughs> <laughs> I ha- uh, we have to say something that Vinny said in the chat. Oh my god, it made me laugh. Go ahead, do you want to say it? You can say it. 
If Moses was a wizard, he would have solved this task easily. Oh, I love it. You parted the back. Make me a path right to Wheezy. Good one. Um, Christine Fairchild also asks, what underwater creatures would you want to see? Kelpie. I, wanna, I would want to see the squid in oh. all its glory. Mm-hmm. Uh, nope. No, thank you. Munch, I would... Munch it on toasties. <laughs> I would want to see a Kelpie, probably. They look really beautiful. Yeah. Um, I would want all DC creatures to just not be by me. <laughs> I mean, really. So yeah, that would be me. me. Yeah. I mean, I could look at it far away, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Ten feet in front. Um, I have Behind another question class. from... Um, it's Hufflepuff Boy, except Huffle is spelled incorrectly. Um, if your precious item was a food, what would it be? Oh, mac and cheese. Pizza. Easy. I don't know what mine would be. Steak. Oh. <laughs> Although, if that's going to be in the water, there needs to be a bubble around it, because soggy right. pizza is no bueno. But, like, yeah. what is that? What if that was your prize you get to eat it? And if, and if you, like... <laughs> Every minute that you are late to getting it, like water starts seeping in. Oh I would say either um potates, like some kind of potato. Potatoes, yeah. Um I'm trying to think of like what else I really love to I eat. Like- oh <gasps> my dad's chili. Oh yeah. Yeah. So good. <laughs> it's so good, man. You're so bizarre. Bizarre. How bizarre? How bizarre. Christine Christine asks, would Lumos work underwater? I think it would. I think so. Because it's not like fire. It's it's just light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Well, they're able to have fires underwater in SpongeBob, so ask them how it happens. True. True that. Ask that next one. Oh, oh uh, if you kill an anim... This is also from Christine. If you kill an animagi in their animal form, do they turn back into a human? I think they do. I, I think, think so. they do. So think, the magic's the dead. I think if she squished her and then it was like all of a sudden a dead Rita in her hands. <gasps> no, but like a full grown like, oh, my heart, my heart is broken. I got Rita in my hands. Uh, I got another question. This is from Sarah. Not me. What would you think or what do you think Judy would have done if Harry Potter could not have figured out the egg? He would have straight up told him while he's walking down. He would have dove in there with him. Handed him Gillyweed. Yeah, I think so. He had a job to do. You know. He would have figured something out, even if it was like finding Myrtle himself and being like, "Go in there and take him to where he needs to go." Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Vinny says, "Where do you think the CO two goes in the Bubblehead Charm? Does it whenever they?" Yeah, when they like, breathe out, does it just regenerate as oxygen again or something? Maybe it gets secreted so. out of the bubble. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Like, maybe the bubble absorbs it. Like, maybe, so, because if you don't know, water is two hydrogen to an oxygen. So maybe it secretes, that sounds bad, sorry, but maybe it secretes through the bubble, the CO2 out, and that's how it's absorbing the oxygen. The oxygen's coming from the water. But you can use that charm outside of water. But then I guess I it would just do it from it, the maybe air. Maybe like while you're under there because it's yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Because there's also oxygen in the air. So it creates it out. So, sort of like osmosis, but like with yeah. um, O2 and CO2. 
I like it. Science. Okay. Science. Diana asks, what do you think the pepper up potion tastes like? Peppermint. I also think peppermint. Peppermint. And I, See, I think because the pepper up potion. I, I think was thinking like big red. Oh. <laughs> I like like cinnamon. Big. Yeah. Yeah, cinnamon. cinnamon. Yeah. Cinnamon. You know what I used Shout to do with big to red gum? Yeah. Um, I used to, <laughs> my cousin and I used to lick the wrapper and stick it on our forehead. Oh and if God. you stuck it there for a while, it would start to burn. <laughs> Can you guess which cousin I did that with? I don't want to. Who do you think it would be? Maura. No, oh. Emily. I, don't, I didn't hang with Maura like that when I was a kid. <sighs> what did the audience do and see during the task? It was over an hour and they can't see anything going on. This is also from Diana. But do you think that they had, like, you know when you go to, like, concerts and you yeah. can't see the stage, really? So they have the big th- screen. They have a big screen. The big screen that's, like, showing you up close. Do you think they did something like that, like a little mini TV? What if, what the, if Hunger the Games? people, like, yeah. Hunger talk Games. to each other and then, like, somebody was the commentator. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Had, like, a commentator the Yeah. Time. Interesting. I like that idea, too. So basically, it's like the old news radio. <laughs> I think that literally they didn't they didn't see anything because nobody knew that Harry made it first. But like why why all True. sit there then? Like that's got to be a boring <laughs> yeah. cuz you were there for an hour and it's before cold. Cedric came out. Yeah. And then it they say in, in the chapter like it was a while after Cedric came that Harry finally popped up. Over an you hour. Know? Yeah. yeah. Probably like an hour and a half I'm assuming. Yeah. So no commentator just bored. <laughs> I legitimately think that there was just nothing going on. I I um, really think it was like puffs. <laughs> like everybody dives into the water and like then they're just staring and they're like waiting for any movement at all. Like are they going to come up? Are they back? Are they back? I would have gone back into the castle and been like somebody tell me what happened. Just I'm not sitting out here in February. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. Honestly. Yeah. Like you would have gone out and be like okay, so this like the test starts at what what time did it start? 9:30. It was yeah, it was early. Yeah. So like all right, I'll I'll be out here in like forty five minutes. You know what I mean? Like right. <laughs> the last 10, 15 minutes, I'll I'll come out and see what happens. Um, I have a question, another question from the Graham. Okay. It's from Tiff, and it says, "Who helped Harry more, moaning Myrtle or Dobby?" Dobby, I think Dobby. Dobby, because There's Harry could have meandered. Yeah, because even if Harry had never figured out what was in the egg at that moment, Dobby would have told him. You know, like, Dobby knew anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. I feel like Dobby was like, dude, everybody knows what the task is. How do you not know? Right. <laughs> Here's Gilly. Choo, choo, choo. All right. Shall Fan story? On? Yes, please. So, fun fact. So, this week's comes from Kimberly Valle, which I had always pronounced Valet in oh, the yeah. Facebook oh. chat, but because people know me now <laughs> they put pronunciations they put the pronunciation. for me so so she says hi swishers i'm kimberly valle i've been a listener for several months and figured it was time to send in my potter story as we start goblet of fire good oh, timing nice. let me start with my potter profile i'm a ravenclaw my over morning house is thunderbird woo, woo, woo. my wand is aspen wood with a unicorn hair 10 inches and reasonably supple i always think that that is like oh that wand comes from colorado oh my god <laughs> Oh my god. Also, my Patronus is a chow dog, which is perfect oh, because I, I always picture a giant 
a crazy giant floof attacking a Dementor. And she did attach pictures in the email. They were very cute. And it (laughs) cheers me right up. My Potter story starts off similarly to many others. I had no interest in Potter at first. I was really into shows like Charmed or reruns of Bewitched and thought to myself, a magical world that requires a wand to do magic or a broom to fly is really outdated and cheesy. Also, (laughs) the male counterpart of a witch is a warlock, not a wizard, so obviously the series can't be good. Well, one summer when I was about nine years old, my aunt, who took care of me while my parents were at work, at work, brought me back a stack of books from the library for a bit of light reading that included Goblet of Fire. She told me that she had heard that Harry Potter was very popular and that I might enjoy it. My aunt didn't drive, so I knew she really put a lot of effort into the going to the library to bring me back books. I figured it was only polite to show my appreci- appreciation for her efforts by reading what she brought brought me even if it included Harry Potter. So there I was, reading about this poor guy Frank eavesdropping on some weird minion named Wormtail, and he ends up murdered in the first chapter of the book. Oh yeah, and who's Harry Potter that wakes up 200 miles away? I was hooked. Up to this point, I had only read book series that took place in the same universe, but never depended on a particular order. The moment I discovered I was reading the fourth book of the series, I told my aunt that we had to start from the beginning. I finished the four available books just in time for Sorcerer's Stone to come out in theaters and have been obsessed ever since. My aunt passed away days after my 15th birthday, and I'll always mourn the fact that she never saw just how much she impacted my life by introducing me to this world. Potter became a focal point for me to bond with my dad and meet some of my lifelong best friends. My husband even proposed to me with a custom-made golden snitch ring box. It's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. Well, I'm sure he said many wonderful things during the proposal. I was sh- so shocked that the only thing I could process at the time was when he said, I opened at the start of this new journey. Aww. All I could think was, that's sweet, but it's not how the quote goes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, ladies, for the wonderful community you've built. Listening to the podcast fills me with so much joy and always reminds me to hold on to the magic in times of darkness. Keep up the amazing work and don't let the muggles get you down. Kimberly, thank thank you you. so much. I think your aunt for sure knows how much Mm -hmm. you have grown to love this whole community and this whole series and fandom and i think she's uh pretty proud of herself so (laughs) i'm sure she's happy but thank you so much for sharing your story um that's i relate so much to like always wanting the quotes to be right (laughs) that's hilarious (laughs) uh so thank you and thanks for being part of our community yeah yeah um all right You can find us on Facebook at Swish and Flick Podcast and on Twitter and Instagram at Swish Flick Cast. You can subscribe to us on YouTube and you can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Swish Flick Cast to gain access to a bunch of bonus features including Discord and monthly hangouts and it's a lot of fun. So if you're interested, make sure you check us out on Patreon. Lastly, um... We designed new Pride merchandise for the month of June, and if you go to swishflickcast.com, it is the featured collection on the website, and also if you go to merchandise, you can click Pride, and you can find all of it there, and 100% of the proceeds from this merchandise are being donated to Glisten, um, which... (laughs) I said it wrong in the last episode. Oh, that's okay. (laughs) Which, um, Which helps with making sure that kids have a safe environment to go to school and away from bullying who are a part of the LGBT community. 
Um, and it's just, you know, I mean, the LGBT community is obviously important to us as Katie and I are a part of it. And Sarah and Tiffany are amazingly amazing allies for us and for everybody in the community. Um, so if you want to support a really great cause, like we are not making any money on this merchandise, go and check out the pride collection, pick out something. There's something as cheap as stickers and most, you know, as expensive as a blanket. So you know, depending on what you buy, the donation will be a different amount, obviously. And I create also, if you're interested in just donating to Glisten, if you go to our Facebook page, I started a, um, I started a, what is it? A fundraiser for Glisten on our Facebook page. I'm going to pin the post because I think it may have gotten lost by now, but, um, I will repost it and I will pin it to the top of our page so that if you don't want to go and buy merch, that's fine. If you just want to donate to Glisten, help us out and reach our goal um, and go and make any, any amount donation on our Facebook page to the cause. Also. And I said this in the last episode, the merch is beautiful. Yeah. Um, good job, ladies. Like I oh, can't wait for the you. stuff that we got to come in. I'm so excited. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't need a tumbler, but I want one. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Yeah. I don't need another blanket, but I'm getting one. <laughs> and I was thinking that like, Maybe every month or every other month, we'll pick a new LGBT charity to donate the money to. and Whatever we, just... we sell from the Pride Collection. Yeah, and we can just continue doing it from the Pride Collection. Yeah. I like that. So. Cool. I like that idea. Okay. All right. Here Tiffany. Our wealth. What's yeah. up with your life? Currently on vacay. Um, vacay all day. Yep. Planning Alana's birthday. Yes. Be getting, Gross. like, food and stuff for all that pretty soon and gonna be going down to columbus to do the presentation about swish we Um, would have done it by the time this comes out well this is where i'm at right now (laughs) (laughs) it looks great thanks to megan did you work on that by yourself i did she did good job meg because it looks very pretty and i'm excited so we're going to be doing a couple of giveaways uh down there in Columbus. And I do, uh, well, you can find me on Twitter at TiffSwish underscore Flick. And I have a little special guest sitting with me. This is my niece, Lily. And Lily, you got to talk really loud. Can you say hi to all the Swish and Flick listeners? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> hi, Lily. Um, let's ask her a couple of questions. What is your favorite color? Blue. Blue. Okay. What is your favorite fruit? Um, favorite fruit um, or food or you can do just food apples apples good nice. choice um, what is your favorite animal a deer Ooh, Ooh. I like that and what do you like to do for fun I <laughs> I like to go to the fairs you like to mm, go to fairs. Fun. Good, Good choice. Good options. All right. Um, do you want to say something, Hazel? What do you want to... Come here. I have uh, Hazel here, too. She's my other niece. What do you, you want to say to all the people who are listening? Um, I like um, rabbits. Like rabbits? Mm-hmm. Okay. What's your favorite color? Pink. Mm-hmm. Good color. And what's your favorite food to eat? Because I know you enjoy yourself a snack. Uh, the cookies with the cream. Mm. Like Oreos? 
Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> All right. Thank you, ladies. <laughs> I wanted to plug two things here. First of all, I wanted to tell everybody that we're going to be at the Wizardly World of Kent in July again. That's on July. Coming up so soon. It's so soon. Oh. Um, it's on July 27th. And we are going to be hosting trivia again, which was a lot of fun. And then also we're going to be doing a live podcast. So we're not really sure exactly what we're going to do yet. but Or how we're going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll get there. And it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have our booth. We're going to try and come up with some fun things for the booth to, like, get people in or, you know, keep them in. Make it interactive so that people can enjoy coming and talking to us and We'll have some giveaways and and while we're not um, doing trivia or the the podcast, which will we'll be, will be about out. an hour each, yeah, we'll be hanging out there. And I mean, it's an all day event, so it is. if right. you're gonna be coming, come hang out. Like we just want it to be like a big swish hang, yeah. Um, and then right next door to that, also Meg and I'll have our Akio business, so with posters, you can check that out too. All kinds of fun stuff. Um, and then also you can follow along on Katie and I's daily adventures with our daily vlogs, which is on YouTube at the Petrus family. And sometimes we're vlogging swish recording and sometimes we're vlogging us cleaning our room. I don't know. It's different every day. It's really <laughs> just like what we do. So, um, it's fun well, though. We do baby boo. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's me too. I should have let you plug the Petrus family. I'm sorry. Hey, Petrus family. Go check it out. Sweet. Love it. <laughs> Sarah, what are you up to? Um, not much. What am I doing with my life? Um, yeah, we you? went to Columbus. We did some things. It hasn't happened yet. I know. But by the time this is done, like this is out. It has You're happened. So oh. Um, yeah. If you want to see a little blip of what the presentation looks like i put a little bit of on our put a little bit of it on our daily vlog um i believe that it's the one that is titled tour of google because it's just like a little blip but katie got to tour google in new york the other day so that's what the vlog is mostly about and then at the end of it i added what i worked on that night which was the presentation so you can see a little bit of what i did cool um i'm i'm getting ready to go on vacation for a week um and my niece's first birthday. And uh, it's going to be a moche. And I just... Things are happening this coming week when we're in Columbus. So I'm going to... I'm just hoping... I'm hoping things go my way. But if it doesn't, whatever. Just send me good vibes. That's all Got I'm this. For. I'm just super nervous. Like, I can't even think about it. So you're, you're fine. I don't know. I just hope it goes my way. If it doesn't, it's not meant to be. Good <laughs> attitude. But you got yeah. this. Yeah. So that's that's it. Follow me on O'Malley. And I'll O'Malley. answer him. O'Malley. Three H's. Three H's. Oh. One O. O'Malley. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you'll see. You'll see what's happening. So that's my life. All right. Ladies, for Voldemort and Valor. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And don't let the muggles get you down. We was learning something wrong with us. Uh.
It's all about me. She's moving the microphone around to only face her. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> okay. So, guys, let me tell you a funny story. <clears throat> broke my phone last weekend, like... Like, for real, broke, broke. Oh, oh So then, that was Saturday. So then Sunday, I put... I went and got, like, a heavy-duty screen protector. Mm-hmm. It's already broken as well. But so, like, when we were kids, because we would always vacation up in Catawba, they would always talk about the Undertale. They're like, you have to watch out. Like, you don't know what the Undertale's gonna do. Like, it could just take you like that, blah, 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 blah. So I thought the Undertale was a monster. Like, 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 new shirt, new shirt, new shirt. I literally, I literally was like, oh gosh, like terrified. I'm gonna see this underwater monster that's gonna like grab some kids. Oh my <laughs> gosh, that's so sad. <laughs> Maybe it would look like a kelpie, you know? Yeah, like yeah. A big, I was pictured it being green, seaweed-looking thing just comes and grabs you. You know, word on the street is it's not easy being green. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.